When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 167 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm not okay. And you've been crying. (laughs) (laughs) And this episode is sponsored by Jenna Binstock. Thank you, Jenna. Thank Thank you. you. Sarah's crying, but she's okay. Yeah, add that in there. (laughs) As much as I said I'm not okay. It's about a book. (laughs) (laughs) Not Harry Potter. Everyone will understand. Soon enough. It's about a book. (laughs) We can talk about it at the end when you can share about your life. (laughs) So today we will we will be discussing the first half of chapter 26 of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix, Seen and Unforeseen. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to see into the details. Oh, you're welcome. You're so funny. You're so welcome. I know. I'm not into it. I don't see what you did there. I don't care. (laughs) Before we begin, Megan has Weekly Profit News intriguing yeah i was a little bit intrigued by this so apparently there's a new harry potter themed pop-up bar in downtown houston um which has me slightly concerned but also like as long as you can do it socially distanced i guess it's cool um so they're yeah, so <laughs> so they're they're hosting a pop up bar in Houston. Uh, it's Harry Potter themed. They're supposed to have quote Instagram worthy photo spaces oh, and host cute. events like trivia like and Paris. live entertainment, and will be family friendly until eight thirty p.m. each night. And then um, what? Mm. But um, they're also going to be featuring Peacemakers sandwiches, which they have like po'boys, braised beef. It sounds Mm. like really yummy food. Um, That makes me think of Hunger Games. Peacemakers sandwiches. Oh, Oh, Peacemakers. Yes. 
Sorry. Um, okay. Bad, Katie. Jeez. <laughs> I'm not going to eat those sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but it's apparently inside one of Montrose's most popular gay bars, which is called the Pride cool. Pantry. I love that. Oh, name. that's cute. Mm-hmm. That's really cute. Um, I just hope that they're smart with it. And I just want to remind yeah. everybody there is still a pandemic going on. Be smart about true, going true. if you do go. Mm-hmm. Um, you can but, also have you your know. own at your house. True. true. I feel like the past, like we've had so much weekly profit news that is like so centered around Swish the past few weeks. Like I feel like the Mm -hmm. pandemic, like there's not really a whole lot going on. So like I wasn't really sure about sharing this weekly profit just because like I don't really know if I agree with the fact that they're doing it. But there's also not a lot of news going on right now. So Mm -hmm. just be safe if you're going to go. I will say fun tidbit because obviously we've thrown a Potter party or two, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I quite like how that sounded. <laughs> but I bought Throw on me a Amazon a long time ago um, a it was a shower curtain, but it was like bricks, mm-hmm. so you could have like your own um, like an easy way to do like platform nine and three quarters. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you could print off a side if you want to do something like get a nice backdrop. Um, just something like an easy thing and then just yeah there's easy ways to do like if you want to do this at home um i you know make you can make little snitches i made tiffany and i like little cheese balls and those are like little golden snitches and i cut a tomato and had little eyeballs there's so many fun things you can do for potter parties Mm, yeah yeah, mm-hmm. so you could just also do it. I don't know. I just like I love being at home, even pre-pandemic. I like being at home. Yeah, because I'm old and I can't hear. I like the in option. Of going places. yeah oh for sure oh for sure that's it yeah <laughs> i think that yeah. it would I like be... To be asked yeah I, I i want you to ask me but i'm, still but gonna I'm say not no. gonna go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i don't know maybe little, this I'll, I'll maybe you, this yeah. weekly profit news can inspire you to make your own at home butter beer or something like that yeah, so. yeah. and we, so have, we have videos yeah. on our youtube that are like yes. frozen and regular let's um, make frozen but even like tomorrow maybe there's even like fun you know just look on like pinterest and stuff if you want to do something and a lot of times now like your friends don't maybe not even live anywhere near you so you could be on skype or yeah there you go or whatever the kids are doing these days and have like a powder party together um Mm -hmm. it's just fun true or just you know have a whatever drink you like to drink and pretend it's a harry potter drink you could do that like water just be like it's giggly water and then tell or a joke giggly in my water. Giggly water. What is it called? Giggle. Giggle water. <laughs> but there's giggly also water. gilly giggity, water. Giggity. <laughs> there is also gilly true. water. There's true. Oh man. Yeah. Could have some tonic for the nerves. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's always fun ways you'd always to celebrate. If you don't want to go or if you don't live anywhere near this, just do something fun at home. <laughs> do yeah. something fun. Do something fun. Potter party, Potter party. What's wrong with you? So much, Tiffany. I told you at the beginning, I'm not okay. Uh, this is this is true. <laughs> but also, like, if there's places around you, like um, local restaurants and stuff that are like that offer takeout and stuff like that, if you have the means, make sure that you support them for takeout so that they can stick around during this crazy time. I've supported mine far too often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because did you guys hear about Sokolowski's in Cleveland? It's closing, like permanently. Yeah, it's closed. Sad. 
Yeah. Well, the owner then said, not yet. Don't really? like, don't speak too fast. Yeah. I think Marty, Marty or Matt said the article where, mm. um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very yeah. sad. It is. There's a lot of places closing. It's sad. But yeah. if you have the means support local business. Yeah. If you can, but do it safely. Katie. Yes, ma'am. I'm getting something. Her Potter senses are tingling. (laughs) Katie, are you in the recap? I am. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Tiff, I just never know what you're going to do, and I just love Uh, that about you. (laughs) (laughs) I never know what you're going to do. All right. Last time. Harry went on his uh, little date with Cho. Didn't go so well. (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> Harry's a little inexperienced and uh, Hermione's got some words for him coming up here in this episode I find hilarious but <laughs> so it ended pretty pretty abruptly um, Harry headed to the three broomsticks he found a sad Hagrid in a very weird mood and even weirder he met Hermione who was joined by Rita Skeeter and Luna Lovegood super strange pair <laughs> are you um, sure that I mean it's totally normal <laughs> right yeah no, no big deal <gasps> And Hermione mm. wants Rita to publish Harry's story about Voldemort coming back last summer in none other than the Quibbler. And that's the where quibbler. we left off. <laughs> the Quibbler. Well, I would like a summary. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm going to do something I've never done before. Are you just summarize this half? I am. Oh my gosh, it was a shot in the dark. And you know what's really funny is I've told that joke before, so I'm sorry because it wasn't great the first time, but it's still not great however many times I've done it. <laughs> but you know what? I enjoy We're it. We're here. I get We're a kick here. out of it. <laughs> so they're back at school. You know, Harry has conversations with like people he thinks are his friends. Um, which they are. Oh my. <laughs> and he kind of finds out how Hermione feels about how Harry's date went. And basically he's tactless, but also she's a little tactless, but that's just my opinion. Gryffindor team, their Quidditch team isn't, uh, isn't great with, uh, with their star players being banned for life. <laughs> <laughs> they end up losing their next game against Hufflepuff. I said that in an odd way yep. by 10 points. Um, Harry almost gets to the door, the mysterious door in his dreams, but he wakes up um, to the world, seeing his, the world being like the wizarding world, not like, you know, everybody, but who knows? I don't know how far the quibbler goes. Um, (laughs) So he sees interview in the quibbler and then there's a lot of mail because of it. And then school is interesting after the article came out because, you know, things happen, things get banned. People are getting expelled, but not really. Um, Harry is still a dreamer, which sounds good, but in this case, it's really not to be great to be like in Baldy's head, you know. So, yeah, yeah, it's like suffrage. It sounds terrible, but it was actually a good thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love you. Goodness, goodness me. Okay. So Luna tells them that she does not know when the interview is going to be published in the Quibbler because, you know, her father's expecting a, uh, quote, lovely long (laughs) article on a recent sighting of a crumple horned snorkak. Oh, my God. (laughs) That part really made me laugh. You think this is when he gets the horn? Oh, my gosh. What if it is? Oh, boy. Wait, say it again. So he has that urumpent horn. Urumpent. 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 I'm rumpin'. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
that's fun. And of course, that story is way more important than Harry's. We all know this. So Harry and crew will have to wait until the following issue for his story to be published. Harry had found it very difficult to talk about that night and his experience of Voldemort returning. Rita pressed him for every little detail and he told her everything that he could remember. So I'm sure that that was excruciating, especially when you think back to four when he was thinking about how he like didn't want to talk about it anymore. His eyes were glistening with the ghosts of his past. <laughs> truly. <laughs> truly. Cedric was in there floating around. Truly. Yeah. Did he, he have a truly with him or was he drinking a white pop? <laughs> <laughs> busy do you think that they have butterbeer flavored now or like pumpkin flavored now because it's like that time Maybe it of was year bud light bud i don't light, know um, what or why seltzer. this is happening i thought you were just saying bud light and i'm like i don't know where <laughs> beer comes into this <laughs> conversation at all bud like butterbeer okay there's there's <laughs> a, there's an off-brand truly slash white claw at aldi and it's called vista bay and i was like what can we say that say for that and i was like no need to obey when you have vista bay <laughs> oh my <laughs> key <laughs> that's very good but if you can come up with a better oh. one i'd love to hear it mm. such a task harry wanted to make sure that he told her everything because he knew that this was his one chance to be able to tell his story in full he had, he's not going to throw away his shot. He had one shot. <laughs> Hamilton. I know Hamilton. On the other hand, he knew that people would also think that he was officially, quote, insane because he will be, you know, one in the quibbler talking about this and two confirming stories about his insanity that the Daily Prophet had been spewing all along. So basically... They're like, oh, yeah, Harry Potter's crazy. He thinks the, the Dark Lord's back. And it's like, oh, well, he's quoted in this saying that again. And it's the Quibbler. So it's just like, who knows how the Wizarding World's going to take this? You know the, what I mean? The Quibbler. The Quibbler. Harry also felt a desire to get his story out because of the mass breakout from Azkaban. Having someone like Bellatrix on loose is unnerving. But I wonder, you know... I think this is received better than it would have been because of the breakout from Azkaban. I agree. I um, agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I feel like if they wouldn't have been out, it would have just been another like, ooh, the Dark Lord yes. story. You know what and I mean? I, and I think that um, having them break out, first of all, Sirius breaking out in third year was already like, uh, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening. How did that happen? And then cut to year five and he, like all of these people are now broken out of Azkaban and they're kind of glossing over it in the newspaper. And so people are like, this is big news. Why, why isn't something actually happening? Like, it's almost like they're doing nothing. So of course it's going to be, mm-hmm bigger news you know what i mean yeah and a better better um like uh atmosphere for this article to go out into i yeah yeah yep 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 so dean was awestruck about the interview that harry did he said quote can't wait to see what umbridge thinks of you going public and this was monday night at dinner time and uh what's on the menu you ask chicken and ham pie anybody ever have that i've not chicken and ham pie chicken and ham no but i'm not well do you want to hear about it i say before you make a decision 
but I'm not a huge fan of pot pies because the last time I ate one, I got ill. So I don't think it was related to the pot pie. This okay. (laughs) This is from bbcgoodfood.com. Dot com. That looks good. Ingredients: (laughs) boneless, skinless chicken breast, carrots, potatoes, celery, thyme, chicken stock, butter, onions, plain flour, milk, lemon, parsley. Four thin slices of ham cut into strips. I probably would shortcut. Personally. Short crust pastry and one egg mm. beaten. It Aww. looks good. I would eat it. I, I feel like it would give you that savory and then like a little bit the salty ham. Like I feel like it would be pretty good. I mean, it's like a chicken pot pie with ham in it. Yeah, I'm down with that. Is it? Like- I just again, the, literally the last time I ate a chicken pot pie, I was in grade school, and I, I, I don't know. I just, I actually this week made a. It's like a chicken pot pie, but you don't. You like cook the filling in the crock pot and then you have biscuits with it. I was gonna say biscuits the, as would... in like not cookies for those of you that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, UK I would, call um, biscuits cookies. I would do like like that would be like to me a dis- deconstructed. Yeah, I didn't want to say pie. it and sound like I know that sounds you know, that sounds but literally like, uh, that's what, what I was like hipsterish, but yeah. But we watch just, a lot of the Food Network here, <laughs> and so we know what deconstructed <laughs> foods are. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, no, that looks good. So if you would like to make that, let me know. Seamus was quiet. He's stuffing his face with all this food, but he's quiet. And Harry knew that he was listening. And here we go, friends. Neville speaks up and tells him that it was the right thing to do. And he was looking pale. And he went on talking to Harry in a low voice. It, quote, it must have been tough talking about it. Was it? Yeah, mumbled Harry. But people have got to know what Voldemort's capable of, haven't they? That's right, said Neville, nodding. And his Death Eaters, too. People should know. And I said, oh, you brave lad. The horror. Go, Neville, go. But this is, you know, he started in this book. I mean, this is a turnaround. It's great. (sighs) So Neville left his sentence hanging and returned to his baked potato. So it's also potatoes. Seamus looked up. But when when he caught Harry's eye, he looked quickly back at his plate again. And I said, the wheels are turning. Changes are being made. Seamus is in process of starting to think for himself. And he's starting to, you know, make his own choices and decisions about what's going on. So he knows that that something is different. The Daily Prophet doesn't match up with the breakout and Harry's story. Mm-hmm. You know, they, there's something missing. And it's called the truth. Well, and two, <laughs> you know, I think for him... <laughs> He's getting it from the side where, like, his mother's believing in the government and what they're mm. saying in the newspapers. But he's also probably struggling with the fact that, like, he's known this kid for years now. So, like, he's been friends with him. Correct. Maybe not, like, him and or Harry and Ron or him yeah. and Dean friends. But, like, they're still friends. They hang out. He's spent pretty much every single day for five years together or four years together. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he doesn't know him. Yeah, they stay in the um, same room. Yes. Also, so- Dean... It's probably another influence in that because Dean believes Harry and Dean says, you know, that he's like happy that Harry like told his story. He's excited for Umbridge, you know, take one. Yeah. And I wonder, I I wonder too, I think also for, for Seamus to see, you know, it's been months now with, with Umbridge being at the school and everything like he'd slowly, I mean, that's hard for someone to do when you got like have gone months you had a big fight at the very beginning of the year with a friend of yours Mm -hmm. disagreeing with them and then you're kind of seeing and you're realizing like he's right and now it's almost like you have to swallow your pride and be like i believe you you know what i mean like that's a difficult thing to do 
especially for a teenager. Yeah. It's a difficult thing for an adult to do. Yeah, it really is. I just really don't like Seamus, this book. But he mm. comes around. I know. You know? And he, he does better. form his own he opinion. But the thing is, as a Slytherin, like, it's very hard for me to forget. <laughs> oh, well, as a Gryffindor, it's probably very hard for him to admit that he was. I wrong. don't care that he's a Gryffindor. I mean, it's hard for anyone to admit they're wrong, but Gryffindors are very prideful. Yes, so that had to take he's extra a joke out of him. He's a what? A he's a joke. Jerk. Oh, jerk. I thought you said I'm a snake, and I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I am a snake, so it's fine. Before we get too too far, I want to point out how awesome it was for Neville to like bring up feelings. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's not mm-hmm. like to be that male representation bringing up feelings and like checking on his friend, reaching out. Hey, yeah. that was probably really hard, huh? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and for Neville too, to acknowledge because he says he says to Harry in words where like he like Harry knows what's going on with his family to be like, you know not just Voldemort being it, but like you talked about his followers, like he's like glad that yeah. you're acknowledging that. Cause they're also capable of doing horrible things. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, they don't necessarily both have to like say the words out loud to know what they're acknowledging. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like when I was rereading it to like write the summary, I was like, ah. I'm like, Neville, I just want to give you a little hug. Cause yeah. it's hard and good for yeah. you. I want to go back to what mm-hmm. Katie said about uh, male representation of bringing up feelings. Mm. do not force upon males that they cannot have feelings and cannot cry yeah. please yeah crying goodness is don't goodness. call them you're being a girl yeah no. any of that kind of stuff <laughs> any okay as a human it's so being, stupid when people say stuff like that i cannot stand I know. it as a human you being, tell me i throw like a girl too i'll show you how i throw like a girl yeah whatever gender you you are whatever spectrum you're on holding in or bottling stuff up is not healthy have the feels feel the feels let them out talk about it otherwise i mean goodness everybody 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 needs to talk about how they're feeling everybody it's okay to cry it's not it's not just feminine you know what i mean Mm -hmm. gosh Thank you, Katie, for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Yeah, I feel yeah. Okay, soapbox, (laughs) step down. Oh, here's Megan. You want to step up? (laughs) Oh, I just wanted to reiterate that Seamus annoys me. Oh Oh my gosh, he's getting better. You can totally slither on out of here. (laughs) I saw a snake for the first time since moving down here. But I'll talk about it. Did you guys talk about it? Was terrifying to each other. Did you? Did you? Hashasa, please. Yeah, Maggie. I froze. I froze. Oh (laughs) my gosh. That's because you're actually Slytherin and they're all cowards. Just kidding. Hey, here we go. So escalated quickly. Back to the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Harry and Hermione are the only people left at the table because Ron is still at Quidditch practice and he, you know, had not been banned for life. So that's where he was. Chuckled a lot when I read that. Oh, (laughs) so Cho walked into the hall with her Biff Marietta and Harry's stomach gave an unpleasant lurch. Marietta. And this sparks Hermione's (laughs) memory. And she asked Harry, how did your date with Cho go? But I wanted to look up. Oh, my God. I wanted to look up Marietta's name. 
Marietta. Because I didn't know. Isn't there a city in Ohio called Marietta? There is indeed. I passed it. Because here's what it sounds like. When I was thinking about what her name means, I thought of a marionette. Mm. Okay. Somebody's like playing with their little puppet. You know what I'm saying? Um, It doesn't mean that though. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to get you all excited, but it doesn't. It's... um, an Italian diminutive form of Maria, which is derived from the Hebrew Maria. Miriam, a name debated of like people debate the meaning. So many believe it to mean sea of bitterness Ooh. Ooh. or sea of sorrow. Ooh. However, some sources this cite the alternative thing. definitions as rebellion Ooh. or wished for child. Ooh. So I just thought that was interesting. Too bad it didn't mean puppet. Just kidding. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> puppet. Maria. Oh. <laughs> the definition of Marietta is not snitch. Vinny. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's going to no. be a conversation we'll have to have at another time because we already <laughs> debated the whole Marietta snitch thing, <laughs> I think, to death. Yeah, let's leave it stitches. Stitches, including one's named Marietta. Did did was Arthur a snitch? Because he got stitches. Maybe I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to get stitches. I've had stitches. You're out. I've never had stitches. Oh, you deserve better. Knock on wood. That snake's gonna come find you. (laughs) Oh, legit scary. Frozen. Uh, Okay, so we have another er moment. So Harry goes, er, well, it was, said Harry, pulling a dish of rhubarb rhubarb crumble toward him and helping himself to seconds. A complete fiasco now that you mention it. And let's talk about rhubarb crumble. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've had had anything rhubarb. I haven't either. So So it's bright pink. A fruity rhubarb baked with sugar, vanilla, and cardamom, brown sugar, butter, flour, crumble topping. It looks delightful, and I would like that. I like don't want to click on it because it's going to make me hungry. Yeah, but I did. You have to. I but feel I like did. our neighbor had rhubarb growing <laughs> like beside our house when I was growing up. There's also something called the Flavor Bible, <laughs> if you would like to peruse. So rhubarb crumble, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> So Harry went into more detail and told her about what happened at the tea shop. And Hermione looked at him like, uh, duh. They sipped tea. Yeah. Do you want me to read it? What does she say? Start over. Oh, so, um. Something about place. He's like, complete fiasco. He tells her what happened. He's like, so then, um, he tells her what happened in the, in Madame Puttyfoot's tea shop. So then he finished several minutes later as the final bit of crumble disappeared, she jumps up right and says, I'll see you around, Harry, and runs out of the place. There it is. Yeah. He puts down his spoon and looked at Hermione. I mean, what was that all about? What was going on? All right. Thank you, Sosa. You're welcome. So Hermione goes on and says, well, I'm sorry, but you were a bit tactless. Me tactless said Harry outraged. One minute we're getting on fine. Next minute she's telling me that Roger Davies asked her out and how she used to go snog Cedric in that stupid tea shop. How was I supposed to feel about that? So Hermione tries to explain this to Harry like, 
one plus one equals two to an overly emotional toddler. That's a direct line. <laughs> and it also makes me think about the Michael Scott quote. Okay, explain this to me like I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like Hermione... I haven't gotten there yet. <sighs> I haven't gotten there yet. You give me a fine, second. Fine. One Mississippi. <laughs> so she, One Mississippi. Listen, Flavor, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> she explains... That he shouldn't have told her that, you know, he had to meet Hermione halfway through the date. Harry protests. But you told me to meet you at 12 and bring her along. So Hermione offers Harry an option that he could have used. And I do not agree with this. I'm also 32 and not Hermione. But I also think at every age, honesty is the best policy. I agree with you. Okay. Do you want me to read this and then you tell me what you want to say? Okay. Quote, you should have told her differently, said Hermione, still with that maddeningly patient air. So she's like treating him like SpongeBob in that gift. (laughs) 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 You should, quote, you should have said I was really annoying and I made you promise you'd come along to the three broomsticks and you really didn't want to go and you'd much rather spend the whole day with her but unfortunately you thought you really ought to meet me and would she please please come along with you and hopefully you'd be able to get away more quickly and that might have been a good idea to mention how ugly you think I am too Hermione added as an afterthought so here are my thoughts on this I completely agree with you I'm a very honest person yes and I think that like Harry's not thinking that way obviously like Hermione is his friend it's not someone he's like romantically mm-hmm. like linked to mm-hmm. um but like as Cho is probably thinking like oh you'd rather go spend and we've talked about this go spend the day with Hermione mm-hmm. but like he's also thinking like my friend asked me to meet her so I'm going to meet her not mm-hmm. thinking it's going to turn into this big old thing it truly is and, like, a strictly only friendship correct yes and like I think that maybe saying something to him beforehand and being like hey you could bring Cho along. You might want to just make sure like she's okay. What I, like mm-hmm. making it plain. Cause sometimes people just don't think like that. Don't, mm-hmm. don't think about the fact that mm-hmm. um, she's going to see it as like, Oh, you want to spend time on our date with a, like another girl. Like some people just don't think that, you know what I mean? I get um, it. And some people need it explicitly written out and being like, you should say this to them. Like if that's how you feel, you know what I mean? Not like, mm-hmm. Because then he goes on to say, he's like, well, you're not ugly, so why would I say that? Like, So I want to go back to a Discord comment. Carolyn says, that feels off character of Hermione for me. And I think that you're mm-hmm. absolutely true. That is off character for Hermione because Hermione is trying to think about the stereotypical girl, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that, Meg? Um, I was going to say, yeah. I, like, I feel, I mean... I guess I I don't necessarily agree with like her telling Harry he should have said those things, but I think that she's just trying to explain it in a way that she thinks um, would have done the best with Cho. Yeah, she's being like extra tiptoe around the feelings. Yes. Yes. Um, That being said, as I was reading it, Katie can attest to this. I was literally just like laughing out loud. And I'm like, you know, he should have said these things. It would have just made the day a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, but then <laughs> like, we get to where we are. Yeah, but you know. Hmm. Well, nah. like, I just, it, it's it's tough when like your kids and you know what I mean? And, and Hermione's not thinking in the aspect of like, 
she's thinking we i want to get this article out and she's not really thinking like yeah harry's going on his first date with this girl that he really likes but harry's also like there are times where like you just don't you just don't know what to say you're thinking like in harry's mind he's thinking i'm just going to meet my friend who happens to be a girl i'm not thinking like the girl i'm going on a date with is going to be mad Mm -hmm. or upset that I'm going to see mm-hmm. my friend he, that's a girl. Because he's doing it in true innocence. Yeah. You know, he has nothing, yes. there's nothing underneath this. And here's another thing. What everybody needs to understand about Gryffindors is that whatever it takes to get done is going to get done. So, like, if somebody asks you to do something, like, these two people are Gryffindors, they're going to go and they're going to do it because it's their friend. Like, I think everybody's house has that loyalty factor. I was going to say, I feel like the same kind of goes for Slytherin in that sense. It's like, they're going to do what they need to do. Your best friend asked you that you need to do something and it's really important. They wouldn't have asked you otherwise. You're going to go and do that thing. I think for me, too, like, I'm just, I know how I am. I'm a very honest person and um, I talk a lot. (laughs) So I would probably say more, not, not say more things like Hermione, but being like, hey, I'm just letting you know that, like, she wants me to meet her or whomever you know what i mean and like explain the situation and just be honest but like sometimes people just don't and and we're also all all of us are looking at this in the aspect of like how we almost would react Mm -hmm. to it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um because i can totally understand where cho is coming from but i can also understand the aspect of like harry being like well i still like i i like this i have this friend of mine and i want to go meet them but like the person i'm dating or i'm on a date with might view it in a different way. Um, so it's like a hard mm-hmm. between a rock and a hard place. But I mean, again, they're 15. And I also think like if Jenny was like, if he was on a date with Jenny, she'd be like, all right, let's go. You yes. know what I mean? Like she wouldn't, but Ab- she also sees it. Yep. The other side, you yep. know, mm-hmm. well, lots of hands up here. Katie was first, I think. Yeah, she was. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is why I really like him with Jenny because he doesn't have to pretend at all. There's no Bob shorts. Yep. Yep. Um, it's well, just real. <laughs> yeah. There's no games. No games with Jenny. But I think except that they, they've been friends for such a long time. It you matters. I mean? Friendship matters. Yeah. I don't disagree yeah. with Big you, time. but like with this, it's new. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's new. Sure. And honestly, she shouldn't have been dating for her own self. She is still fully in love with Cedric and she needed to heal that and talk to someone. Yeah, but you know, everybody teach their own. Yes. If she wanted to go on a date. I guess. Go a date. I just don't think she was ready. <laughs> I know. Ask Katie your doesn't wife. Know. She's on one. <gasps> you know what? Know. I had a date sauce the other day. <laughs> a date really sauce. Yeah. A when saucy we had that date. Bread service. And one of them was dates. Oh my god! You it's took treated. me on a date to have dates. Yep, that's pretty awesome. I'm go on a Katie date. I was going to say, there's a lot of chitter chatter in the discord about this being very manipulative of Hermione. And I want to throw out that I disagree with that. I don't necessarily think she was trying to be manipulative. I Mm -hmm. think, again, she was just thinking the best thing to say to Cho. Like, I mean, in in reality, Harry did approach the topic incorrectly to Cho, in my opinion. So, like... I agree. Should he have said that Hermione is ugly? No, he shouldn't have said that. But he could have explained, like, hey, Hermione seemed really insistent that I come and meet her. Um, Would you 
please come and meet. Like, you know, I really did want to spend the whole day with you. Um, she was really insistent, though. And like, I really wish that um, I really wish she wouldn't have asked me, but we have to go. Like, can, do you please? Will you please come? But he doesn't think about those kind of things. I mm-hmm. I think that like realistically in real life situations, everyone's going to have to go through something like this where like yeah you just the way you say it. So like I agree that like I don't think she's being manipulative. I think she's just finding the right words. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Harry, if say he's going on the date with Tony, has to say like, "Hey, I'm going to meet Hermione." He's going to say it differently to her than he would say it to Ginny, or if he was going on a date with. I don't know, Jane down the street. You know what I mean? So depending <laughs> on who you're with, you're going to respond. I I would think differently to each person. You know what I mean? Like, I know I wouldn't respond to like, I almost said if I was dating five guys at once, it's never happened. <laughs> but if I was or something like that, and I, I would not, you I would probably say, to talk to everybody. Yeah. say the same thing to everybody, but in a different way. Does that make right. sense? You know what I mean? And I don't think that's yeah. manipulative. You're just talking like, I talk to Tiffany different than I talk to my other friends. Cause like, what I just tell you, I love you so much. I end every sentence with, I love you. No, yeah, I totally get that. I agree. Like, you, you know, based on your friendships and how you perceive that person is going to like read into what you're saying or mm-hmm. something, you may word things differently just like sure. to say the same thing, but just say it differently. Yeah, like think about like saying like you want to go to like where you want to go to dinner. Like I might tell Tiffany, like I don't really know, or I might say to like Jen, like I want this. You know what I mean? Like I just depending on who I'm with, because like I know Jen doesn't like Chinese foods or something, so I'd be like, let's go get burgers. But I want Chinese foods. I'd say to Tiffany, let's get Chinese food. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Sure, honey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh gosh. Well, let's let's uh. Let's talk about Harry Potter. Sure. Okay. So we read that whole thing. So <laughs> Harry doesn't think that she's ugly and he, you know, he tells her this. So Hermione just laughs and says that he's worse than Ron and then says, oh, never mind. You're not. And I said, is she thinking about herself and Ron? Mm-hmm. She's okay. probably like, God, he's so annoying. Just talk to me. <laughs> Quote. Look, you upset Cho when you said you were going to meet me, so she tried to make you jealous. It was her way of trying to find out how much you liked her. That's Her- also frustrating. I'm sorry. Correct. Just be honest with people. Correct. If you like someone, let them know. Correct. No games. If you want to date someone, no let them know. Correct. If you don't, Literally don't just, beat around the bush. Correct. Let them know. Just correct. It just doesn't. It's not how 15 year olds work. <laughs> I know. It's not how grown people work either. I That's know. also very true. <laughs> it's very frustrating. <laughs> if I had some tea, I'll so, it for you. Thank you, hon. So Harry is surprised that that's what Cho was doing. Ron plops down to the bench opposite them and pulls every dish within reach toward him. And I love him so much. <laughs> he needs, he's at least part puff. Come on. Oh, I think oh, so. Completely. Yes. Well, not completely. Cause he is completely part. <laughs> he's completely partly completely part puff. <laughs> Quote, well, wouldn't it have been easier if she'd just asked me whether I liked her better than you. Girls don't often ask questions like that, said Hermione. Well, they should, said Harry forcefully. <laughs> then I could have told her I fancy her and she wouldn't have had to get herself all worked up about Cedric about Cedric dying. 
But truly, people, if you, I know it's difficult. I've done this myself, and it's scary. But put yourself out there. You never know what can happen. Sometimes it's nothing. <laughs> I got married. <laughs> Did you? I got a girlfriend. Jeez, that was that moment, wasn't it? You know, no, that's funny I told though. Somebody I like them, and you know, I ended and, uh, up getting married years later. later. She's she's my sister. Seven years later, actually. Thank you. <laughs> Very magical. It's uh, we've been dating for longer than that. It, we got engaged when we were seven years in. Yeah, we've been married for five. Yeah. It's 12, right? 12 years? Is that mm-hmm. what that is? You, because you've been together for as long as Jen and I have been friends. I am aware. And that's the only reason I know how long we've been friends, which that's, is not terrible, but. It's fine. 2008. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put yourself out there. It's scary, but, you know, it's worth it. It is green. It is the time. Green means go. For the snakes. Away. It is. Ron, Ron told he Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> no they're talking in discord about the whole like you know acting like you're mad and waiting for your significant other or your friend to just figure it out and like it turns into a whole ordeal and it's just making me like hard think about that time that katie and i went to england and scotland and our what roommate did know and our roommate like changed something in the house without oh. asking us yeah. like to the point where like he like got rid of something I specifically said I liked and threw it away and I was so livid I literally didn't talk to him for three days um I should have just told him I was mad but I was like how do you not know I'm mad <laughs> Like, how do you not know? People aren't mad? mind readers. So Ron told Hermione that she should write a book about translating mad things girls do so that boys can understand them. And Harry agreed and looked over to Cho feeling depressed again about how the date went. And it just made me sad because like it really could have gone better. But also like they're just not meant to be. So but like I wonder. <sighs> OK, I wonder because we're looking at this through the lens of someone someone that's read the books. We know that he marries Jenny. We know they have children. Um, who have questionable names really only the one (laughs) does um so i i wonder like he probably they probably could have dated for a while a little bit at least you know what i mean at least for like fifth year well like if their if their communication was better but at the same time Mm -mm. their communications with themselves Mm -mm. wasn't great it was never gonna happen i'm not saying never like i i don't I don't think they obviously would have lasted long term, but like one of those high school like romances yeah. where it's like, oh, my boyfriend, we've been dating for two weeks. You know what I mean? Like it would have not lasted <laughs> beyond fifth year. Personally. Yeah. But I think they could have made it a month or two. I think that I think it would have been nice to see them have a little bit more of a relationship than they did. Um, but, you know, how I hard don't me like Harry and Cho's really. I don't like it. Panned out I mean, is fine. just. Yeah. Do I love Didn't him with Ginny? Well. Yeah, sure. I think they balance each other out really well. Um, do you? I do. But again, you've dated people before you dated Marty. Yeah. Everybody has a past. I only dated Marty. <laughs> I only dated Katie. That is not a lie. <laughs> well, you went on a date a with some Didn't guy. Didn't you tell me that you went on a date? Didn't we talk uh, about this? I went on one date with somebody and I didn't so even you like lied. him. <laughs> I did it to appease my mom. Love you, mom. Uh, The things we do for our mothers. Uh, All right. So 
All right. So, wonder if anybody has that on the bingo sheet. Um, okay. Bingo. <laughs> what about Jimmy? <laughs> Utter boys. Uh, oh my God. Jimmy. Oh, yeah, Katie, you dated Jimmy. Oh my God. It was like, Jimmy. Whatever. He didn't even kiss. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. So, can, like, what do we think about that? Is it a date if you guys, if you smooch at the end of it or not? No, I That's mean, like, I we know. were like, quote, boyfriend girlfriend for a small Why? amount of time so that was a legit date but us. we never smooched but you dated somebody i was like 11 <laughs> i was oh. like 11 i was 11 that was Devil before katie knew that girls were better that's true <laughs> i mean i still date guys but i know I- girls are better <laughs> okay what's happening let's right talk now. about harry potter <laughs> So Harry looks over to Ron and Jimmy and asks about Quidditch practice, but they both look super glum about it. And Ron says it was a nightmare. What? (laughs) I thought you said Ron and Jimmy. (laughs) My God, Ron and Jimmy. Um. So Ron says it was a nightmare, and Hermione like doesn't believe him right away, just because he's apparently been a Debbie Downer about. Quidditch practice for like you know all year and Jenny like quickly agrees and she was like no it was appalling and Angelina was nearly in tears by the end of it um so they kind of just like move away from that topic so Ron and Jenny go off for baths after dinner into separate rooms (laughs) and I say did Ron go to the prefix bathroom because I wish that I could you know what I can't believe he has to have it. I can't believe that none of them, neither Ron nor Hermione, would have been like, Harry, why didn't you tell us how freaking cool this bathroom was? I know. No talks about that tub. Okay, but it's she never Myrtle talks about how there. they like take no showers or anything. This is just like... <laughs> That's true. They don't bathe. They don't bathe. Oh. Right. They just I go... They, they never remove really Remove Odurdo. What are they going to be Spring like? They have to go upstairs, so wash myself. I wash myself. Like day. there has to be, there has to be like showers or like a bathroom like in their dorm. That's what I always like envisioned. Yeah, it's just never talked about. Do you think they just scourgeify themselves? Scourgeify I'm sure lazy people you. do. I probably Ron does for the most part, and then Hermione and him start dating. She's like, no, you're actually taking a shower. Do you think that they like <laughs> teach? Te- you know how they they like bring in deodorant to to like your middle school class? What if they're like lift your pants, scourgeify, scourgeify, uh, mintio. <laughs> so. <laughs> While Ron and Ginny go off and take baths, Harry and Hermione go to the common room and they work on homework, actually, for about a half an hour before Fred and George turn up. So I'm just saying Ron and Ginny were pretty dirty because they're still not back. Um, And then Fred and George are talking to them about the Quidditch game or about practice. So they say they were watching practice and that they're that the Gryffindor team is going to be <laughs> slaughtered and that they are literally rubbish without the three of them. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. So George admits he says Jenny really isn't that bad and I'm not really sure how she got so good because we never let her play with us and i said not cool bros Aww, not cool that's such a rude big as brother someone that has older siblings um 
and this happened we were talking about this the one day and i was like well you, we were in a lot of play video games and they're like that's not true i go yes it is because i my sister and i are younger than our brothers <clears throat> And we'd play like Mortal Kombat or like a fighting game and we didn't know what we were doing, my sister and I, so we would just be pressing all the buttons and we'd beat them by doing all these like weird special moves because of how we were just literally like moving our thumb quickly. Um, and then they told us we weren't allowed to play and my brother's like, oh no, no, we did do that. You weren't oh, nay, allowed nay. to play after that. <laughs> but other games we were like sort of allowed. My sister told me that apparently I didn't let her play my video games when we were growing up. I don't remember doing that. Sounds and like I, something you would do. Yeah. Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't let me play. My sister didn't like me hanging out with her either. But either. I get it. I was like the annoying little sister. Well, <clears throat> my brothers knew not to touch my games and they couldn't save over them if they did. Like my mom even got involved. My uncle saved over my Pokemon game one time and <gasps> I was mad. You can't Your save two games. No, did he not Uncle know? Mark. I spent so long giving my Charmander rare candies to just have a level 100, just Charmander, not a Charizard. And it took me forever and he saved over it. And I was angry. Dude, that is means for disowning. Right. (laughs) That's pretty bad. I just thought it was bad. All right. I'm going to move on now again. (laughs) Uh, So then Hermione is like, she's been breaking into your broom shed in the garden since the age of six and taking each of your brooms out in turn when you weren't looking, said Hermione from behind her tottering pile of ancient rune books. Oh, said George, looking mildly impressed. Well, that explain it. (laughs) And I just want to say, go, Ginny. Forget the boys. Girls rule. So Boys drool. Yeah, boys do drool. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard that? Yeah, you but know, boy, I often okay. drool in my sleep, though. I mean, she everybody does. drools at some point in their lives, especially when you're a baby and you're teething. Look at Fozzie wear on these blankets. <laughs> Fozzie's laying on like forty blankets. But also, I think Ginny's pretty cool because I would have done the same thing. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, Ginny is cool. Yeah. I mean, she <laughs> does that and gets so good that she goes on to be a professional player. So. Right, she's bummed. But like, who's better, um, her Harry? Realistically, actually, Harry. Yeah, I I shut it, it. shut it. She's better. Harry could have been bro, um, no problem. I thought you said Harry could be bro, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, he is pretty bro. How cool would it have been if they could have played on a team together, though, like professionally? I think that would have been I think, awesome. I think that their teammates would have hated it. Harry should have been a teacher. Let's Probs. get serious. He would have been a very yeah, good teacher. Been. I agree. He would have been a very good Quidditch player. I mean, he's yep. good at being an aura. What a Harry of all trades. <laughs> Episode title? Oh, wait, we already have one. Never mind. What is it? <laughs> Just scrolled up. It's Ron, Ron and Jimmy. And Jimmy. <laughs> uh, so Hermione asks, <laughs> Hermione asks if Ron has saved a goal yet as she's peering over magical hieroglyphs and logograms. <gasps> That's a fun word. Logogram. It is logogram. 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 This is like literally cool... the only mention of this book, which I find interesting. Meg, if graphic designers had a serial, it would be called Logograms. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it would be all different little Did you logos. Just make up that That's show, Katie? so good. Yeah. I, I applaud you. That was good. I need it. They sound delish. <laughs> Um, oh, they sound wordy. Can you imagine like little marshmallows with like Google logos. And- <gasps> what do you think would YouTube. taste the best? The marshmallows? 
<laughs> I think <laughs> like Spotify would taste the best. Spotify. Mm. Their well, logo I was thinking is pretty of cool. like Instagram only because I switched my like little icon button to be what rainbow. So oh, like taste rainbow. the rainbow would Mine's be delicious. The blue and the pink one. I changed it to the rainbow because it's great. pretty. You may continue, ma'am. I'm Tell sorry. Tell us about logograms. Oh, can I? Yeah, I love you. Um, so I thought that this was cool. So like that, this right here is literally the only mention of the book in the entire series. But <laughs> Mina Lima designed this book. Are you serious? And it looks beautiful. They're so I'm so sending extra. it in the Discord <laughs> chat. They it's are so beautiful. So, well, we're, we're um, in the Discord, you and I'm sure that this book was probably just like in a pile right. in the common room or something. Yeah. Um, but it's really pretty. Oh. So shout out to them for their amazing design work. Um, oh my Maggie, God. Yes. Shout out to how they actually, when we went on the studio tour, the Loves in Studio Tour, they actually did design a couple pages of, I think it's called Marvin the Muggle or yeah, whatever, whatever the comic, comic book, book is. is. Like they actually made pages of that just to be laying in the common room. It yeah. wasn't just like a cover. Yeah. And it they so brought cool. it up to like show you yeah. what it was. It was really cool. Me and Alima. Um, so oh my God. Fred says that he can if he doesn't think anyone's watching. So if they ask the crowd to turn their backs, talk among themselves, then Ron will be good. <laughs> um, and he then gets up and says, you know, Quidditch was about the only thing in this place worth staying for. And I said, hint, hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tiffany. Um, back. Sorry. Back to the Mina Leva cover. Um, yeah. If you look at it. You can see like look at it. Well, you look at it. Did you ever see anything like that? Did you look at it? It has like going back to the word deconstructed. It has a deconstructed Deathly Hollow. Does it? Yes. I always thought that would be a cool tattoo. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? What? A deconstructed Deathly Hollow. Oh, oh I see. It's it. like you have a Deathly Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had seen someone that had them like. You know, just All right of next them. to each other. And yeah. Like, oh, that's super, super, super cool. Do you see it? I can't. Yeah, that's cool. Isn't that neat? Weird beat. Okay. So, hint, 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 hint. The Weasley twins don't want to stick around. What? But wow. Hermione reminds them of their NEWTs, which my. How many Scamanders do they get? They get a lot of them, huh? Scamander? Um, what did you just say? <clears throat> <laughs> so oh. in case you cannot remember <laughs> newts are nastily exhausting wizarding tests <sighs> it is a subject specific exam that seventh year witches and wizards at hogwarts take to help them pursue certain careers after graduation so passing these exams is critical for instance the ministry of magic only accepts or applicants with at least five newts with top grades of either outstanding or exceeds expectations so many skimandas yeah (laughs) (laughs) only only if you have actually gotten a real scamander tina Luna. Tina. 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 Sport, man. Ow, Tina. <laughs> oh, that hurt my throat. Continue. <laughs> um, so on the wiki, it also says it is the choice of every student whether they want to take the NEWTs or not, and not everyone will pass. There are many jobs who will accept applicants who only have OWL grades, but it helps oh. to have NEWTs, and many high-profile jobs will prefer them. Every student tries to return for the final two years. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um, it makes me laugh. However, like, but what about the tests? There's tests you have to take, and they're like, 
No. Tests. No. Well, thank you. Yeah. They don't care. Um, so Fred and George, for example, do not end up taking the NEWTs and leave Hogwarts to set up Weasley Wizard Wheezes. However, it should be noted that the immediate cause of their departure was to mainly evade the much despised Professor Umbridge and not necessarily because they simply decided not to achieve them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fred said, told you already, we're not fussed about any WTs. The snack boxes are ready to roll. We found out how to get rid of those boils. Just a couple drops of Mertlap essence sorts them. Lee put us onto it. Yes, Sarah. Well, and do you remember who told Lee about the Mertlap essence? It was Harry. No. Because he got his hand all cut up from detention with Umbridge. And he found this out because oh. of Hermione. That's so cool. So actually the twins... Figure this out all thanks to Hermione. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Not Isn't me. she proud? I'm sure she's so proud. She will proud. be eventually be. What? <laughs> what? what did you say? Yeah, she did will I be. just She say? will be eventually be? Is that I what you said? I don't even know. I was not speaking any native language. Go back to the <laughs> go back to the tapes. <laughs> eventually she'll be proud of them. So Mertlap essence is a solution of strained and pickled tentacles of Mertlaps. It soothes painful cuts and abrasions and helps them to heal. Um, Does anybody remember that why am I blanking? Jacob gets bit by a Mertlap in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It's that weird like pig looking guinea pig tentacly creature. It's a guinea pig with tentacles? Kind, kind of, of yeah. Like here I'm gonna post rat. it yeah. in Discord for everybody. Oh, what is that? That freaky thing. It's a naked mole rat. It is a <laughs> magical marine beast resembling a rat oh. or a guinea pig, in my opinion, with a growth on its back resembling a sea anemone found on the coastal areas of Britain. So this is the Wait. animal that bites Jacob's neck yeah. they in his like- apartment. Oh, okay. Oh, do they kill it or do they just like shave no. it? No. I don't think he's like, don't, he doesn't oh. kill people. You, know you mean for the oh. essence of Mertlap? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I, I want them to just like shave the tentacles and they grow back like hair. <laughs> Maybe they do. Like starfish. <laughs> well, think of like lizard tails I and know. stuff. Like yeah. they can lose their tails and they grow back. So maybe it's something like that. It's like ugly. I'm going to try and think positive can about it. Can you see an anemone? Can you tell me where you Don't hurt yourself, kid. kid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's such a quality movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> it is a great quality movie. Um, so George says, if Zachariah Smith <laughs> beats us, I might, <laughs> I might have to kill myself. Kill him more like, says George. <laughs> Z Smith in the house. <laughs> Um, and Hermione goes, that's the trouble with Quidditch, said Hermione absentmindedly, once again bent over her rune translation. It creates all this bad feeling and tension between the houses. She looked up to find her copy of Spellman's Syllabary and caught Fred, George, and Harry looking at her with expressions of mingled disgust (laughs) and incredulity on their faces. Um, because she just doesn't understand sports ball. Sports you just ball. Don't get, get it. it. You just don't get it. I get it. I made a friends uh, joke, guys. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Spellman's <laughs> syllabary is a textbook used in ancient runes. The book contains information on runes and their meanings, and could be used to translate runes into modern English. Um, Hermione does take this book with her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. and they use it. She uses it to try to search for the mm-hmm. Deathly Hallows symbol, but <gasps> she can't find it anywhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Tiffany. So confirmed. <laughs> I cannot confirm it. Uh, yeah, confirmed. No, no, I can confirm it. Um, yeah, that's in seven. Uh, I like to reference seven <laughs> because it's my favorite of the seven books. <laughs> <laughs> You rubbed off on me tonight. I have problems now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so Harry goes, Hermione, shaking his head. You're good on feelings and stuff, but you just don't understand about Quidditch, man. Uh, and she goes, man, You don't understand about Quidditch, man. <laughs> you just don't understand. Maybe not, but at least my happiness doesn't depend on Ron's goalkeeping ability. I mean, <gasps> think about how true this is in real life, though. Burn. I, I mean, people in Cleveland are used to disappointment because we typically lose. But hey, knock on wood. I'm on the other the end. The Browns of that, have though. been winning. Here's what I will say about Tiffany's sports. like. That's why I only like teams that win. Uh, <laughs> my team is having some problems. <laughs> Here's what I'll say about sports as being an outsider of sports ball. Okay. Do I think sports are great for like building like a team and learning how to work together and camaraderie? Yeah. People take it a step too far. I don't need cities literally like rioting against each other. Are you sure? All right? It's just all in competition. You mean that I should sportsmanship. You mean that I should be able to wear my Warriors jersey in downtown Cleveland yes, without having to worry about getting jumped? You um, should. Megan, oh. a, an elderly gentleman booed at my pregnant belly while I was wearing a Broncos shirt because I told him it would not be a Browns fan. The baby would be a Broncos fan. He bent down in Starbucks <laughs> and booed Sorry. at my belly. Well, the last time See? we watched football not with okay. your kid, she said, go Browns. Yeah, well, she's mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whose team is winning more this season? Mine or yours? Do you have one, honey? I support all Cleveland teams. We've <laughs> talked about this. Okay. I might not know anybody's names. I know Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. And other players. Okay. Odell Beckham Jr. is not really a Browns, though. Ivy wears the uniform. <laughs> yeah. It's true. He signed a contract. Four well, and one, baby. Four and one. If I know anything right, about continue. contracts from Little Mermaid, all right, they're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty solid. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good thing OBJ still has his voice. All right. <laughs> so, next up, game time. It's game time, y'all. <sighs> Harry wishes on Saturday, though, that he also could stop caring about Quidditch because <laughs> it was rough. <sighs> so, the very best thing that you could say about the match was that it was short. Cool. The Gryffindor spectators had to endure only 22 wow. minutes of agony. And it was hard to say that the what the worst thing was. Harry thought it was a close run contest between Ron's 14th failed save. Goodness. Sloper missing the bludger, but hitting Angelina in the mouth with his bat. Can you imagine Kirk, hit in the mouth of the bat? Oh, oh, oh my gosh. She probably no, doesn't have bat. any more teeth. Madam probably probably have to go poof, tooth, poof, tooth. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it, dude. Uh, Kirk shrieking and falling backward off his broom as 
Zoo Smith <laughs> zoomed at him carrying the quaffle. The miracle was that Gryffindor only lost by 10 points because Jenny managed to catch the snitch from right under Hufflepuff seeker Summerbee's nose so that the final score was 240 versus 230. Jenny pulled a crumb. She like grum, grum. knew it wasn't gonna happen, so she's like, "I better." Save yeah, she's the like, face. "Can we?" I just want to put us out of this misery and end yeah. this game. Um, but Harry tells Ginny that that was a good catch, and I so said, you. Wink, "Wink, wink, flirt alert, flirt alert, flirt alert, flirt alert." And she said she was lucky, and that once he's back on the team, <laughs> whoa! But that lifelong ban, Jinjin. What's he to do? What is he to do? Uh, can we can we just focus on the Jinjin part of this? Do you think that's what he calls her? Oh, hey, Jinjin. What up? What up, babe? Jinjin. Wink, wink. What up, mama? I'd like a gin on the rocks. Flirt alert. Flirt alert. <laughs> But Jenny explains. I said that and then didn't know what it meant. <laughs> Wait, you don't know what Jin on the Rocks means? No, 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 I do, but oh. I don't know what I was trying to say with it at all. <laughs> Katie over there making Katie, Katie oh. is saying that Harry likes Jenny like I like my man. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but guys Ginny explains the lifelong ban she uh. says you're only banned as long as Umbridge is in the school mm. Mm. so assuming she's assuming Umbridge is going to be gone next year because optimistic Ginny's optimistic Optimus and goes Prime. I want to be a chaser next year because you'll be a seeker and Angelina and Alicia are both leaving sad day Let's be in love. Um, also, as I typed optimistic, Ginny is optimistic. I pictured a Pokemon. <laughs> you didn't picture Optimus Prime? No, I pictured a Pokemon um, going. I don't know. Did they play Quidditch? <laughs> no, I get it. Their seventh year, like Ginny's sixth year, did they play Quidditch? Like while all the Death Deeds dudes were like walking around and like Snape was in Oh, charge? I don't know. Because like I kind of feel bad that she like gets like. Um, Good. I, I don't know. I don't know. All you ever hear about is like. Them she getting like go, beat up. She, yeah, she, them like, getting beat up. She go back after for like the next year. Yeah, and I wonder if they do Quidditch then or. But they don't I mean they don't send her after Easter, right? Oh right, she no, stays so, home like, after Easter. Her sixth year, she does stay home right by the end of it. I'm talking about the next year when like you're talking go about back. after after the whole Battle of Hogwarts. Does she go back and oh. finish her last year of school? I don't know. I don't think and I wonder if she'd play Quidditch. Oh. Well, obviously, she probably would have if she goes if pro. She, if she... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> she would have been with Hermione seventh year, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I bet she finished. Yeah, I bet she went back. But I don't know. What if they were like, we want you now? She probably would have gone. If yeah, it was maybe she was just like and professional. She would have gone Quidditch. Professional player. Like, how early now. did her and think Harry about, like, like, get married and have kids? I, I, you're asking questions that I don't know the answer. I don't know to. either. You Do you know? think in that little in the room of requirement they like played Quidditch to pass time? I don't think. Oh, maybe room. <laughs> the room of requirement room, can turn into whatever you want. Yeah, like, but the way that it was, it was just yeah. like Katie. What did you say? The room would provide a broom. <laughs> oh my god. Um, 
I'm not I saying it'd be about, like, like a pitch. But I think about like <laughs> LeBron James. Like he went into the NBA at 18. Mm-hmm. So like he right. didn't go to college like quite a handful of players do. Like most players go to college and play and then get drafted out of their college team. Mm-hmm. So like maybe Jenny didn't go back and she just she was like, oh, yeah, Holly had Harpies wants me. I'm just going to go. Yeah. H-H-H-H-H-H. Because like by this point, she'd be dating yeah. Harry and knows like we're set for life. We got a house. They got Grimmauld Place. They're so lobsters. <laughs> they got... Uh, sleek easy's money. Oh my god, you're not wrong. Harry it's also true. has a job, right? <laughs> She'll get, well, I if mean, she goes and you know, Quidditch, she's gonna, she's get, gonna paid get paid for that. Paid for Quidditch, yeah. yeah. They're set, as someone would say. Keep it sleazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, good lord. Well, that's a good place. <sighs> it is from the good place. What the fork? Yep. <clears throat> Um, so Ron is hunched in a corner in the Gryffindor common room, staring at his knees with a bottle of butterbeer clutched in his hand. And I just feel sadness for him. Um, he's just like defeated, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. he just has no confidence and I feel bad. He just needs some Felix. Well, no, he needs, he needs to be more confident in himself. And it's frustrating, like being on the outside, being like, you're cause you, you can tell someone all the things that's great about themselves until they believe it. It's not going to do anything, which is frustrating. You yeah. don't say. I mean, I get which is it. why Harry. I know why you're looking next at me. year finds <laughs> next year. Harry finds the perfect way to get Ron to see who, you know, how good he is. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that like just kind of flips the switch on him, which is good. But. Jenny says Angelina won't let Ron resign because she knows that he's got it in him. And Harry's kind of like, I appreciate that Angelina has faith in him. But at the same time, it would really be kinder to let him leave the team. Because again, Ron left the pitch to another booming chorus of Weasley's Our King sung Mm. by the Slytherins, who were now favorites to win the Quidditch Cup. It's so great when the Gryffindors turn this song around. Oh my god, I know. can't wait. It's so good. I was thinking, though, I probably, as a 15-year-old, totally would have sang that song with the Slytherins, because I just love to have a rival, and like... Yeah, you would have. Yeah, I would have. Hey, kids, that's that's a different time in life, you I know? probably wouldn't have always gone to the games. I might have only gone when Ravenclaw was playing, um, or <laughs> um, I would have brought a book, and it would have been reading. <laughs> <laughs> Which is known to happen. I'm trying to think of like all the games Sarah, that I've been to. Sarah would have her book. I'd have my Game Boy. We'd be good. <laughs> I, we showed up. Tiffany I would be there like a two. raving fan. Like she is in real life. Like she hurt her foot when the Broncos were playing in the Super Bowl. Am I correct in saying that? I don't remember hurting my foot. I know I was alone because nobody wanted to be around me. Didn't you like you didn't hurt your foot, but like you slammed it and it was sore is what I mean. Not like you oh, broke anything. Probably. Because Marty's like, tell her what you did. <laughs> As he's saying to me, he's like, ask Tiffany what she did. Oh, probably. I don't and he literally that. was like, I'm not going to be with her while she's watching that game. I remember Fozzie was like, really like crying at me because he didn't know what was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pooch. Meg would be super dedicated fan too. Oh, I would be. Yelling back in Tiff's face. 
I probably good. would like I I do this with my sports teams now. Like genuinely, I'm from Cleveland. I support my sport team. Sports teams. <laughs> don't ask me who plays for them because I don't know. Sport team players. <laughs> but I'm also just terrible at names. That's fine. Who's the star on the Cavs this year? <laughs> who are the Cavs? None of the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Where was I? Who knows? So, Ron drags himself up to bed shortly after that because he's just not in the mood. And Harry waits a little bit just because he knows that Ron just doesn't really want to have a conversation. So he waits a little bit before he goes up to and Ron is pretending to sleep when Harry gets there because Harry can tell (laughs) since he's snoring a little bit too loudly. Um. Harry gets into bed thinking about the match and it had been immensely frustrating watching from the sidelines, but he was quite impressed by Jenny, Jenny's performance, Ooh. but he felt that if he had been playing, he would have caught the snitch sooner. Harry, <laughs> there had been a moment a when it had been fluttering. Say. I know <laughs> and when it had been fluttering near Kirk's ankle, if she hadn't hesitated, she might've been able to scrape a win for Gryffindor. Oh, Harry. I do appreciate though that he like at least keeps these thoughts to himself and doesn't like tell Jenny this. He's yeah. just like good catch. You that know? would have been End a fight story. twenty years later. Do you remember when you said this oh, to yeah. me? Do you remember? I hope it came up. <laughs> oh my god! I my <laughs> She's like, who's who's laughing now? Who's the professional Quidditch player? Huh? <laughs> Not you, Mister um, Potter. Mister Potter. Ah, <laughs> uh, new celebrity and. Harry then starts thinking about how Umbridge had been sitting a few rows behind Harry and Hermione and kept smiling gloatfully at him. And I think I just made up that word, but whatever. I like it. Gloatfully? Gloatfully? And now he's mad at not only Umbridge, but also Snape because he's also trying to empty his mind because Snape tells him to and it does not work because he's thinking of Umbridge, he's thinking of the game, he's thinking of Snape and he falls asleep. Dumbledore. I don't know. <laughs> Tiffany's got to throw him in there any way she can, yeah. you know. <laughs> um. So yeah, like Meg said, Harry's trying to empty his mind. But now he's thinking about Snape and Umbridge, and he can just focus only on how much he loathes them. Word used by Harry. Um. So Ron eventually does fall asleep for real. It takes Harry longer. Quote: His body was tired, but it took his brain a long time to close down. Feel Anyone that. else severely that. relate yeah. to this? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. tell yeah. Meg all the time, you have this uh, amazing ability 9.99999 times out of 10 to just like fall asleep. I don't know how you do it. That's I don't know. I don't how try to. I just do it. Lay down. I'll tell you, I'll t- and I'll I fall tell you how I fall asleep real quick. Put a put a movie on and try to have a movie night with me and I'm done. <laughs> oh my god, Tiffany, you're not lying. I've yeah, seen many movies that I've too. never seen. I will say lately, <laughs> I don't like and I'm the type of person like I like to be in bed by nine thirty. Lately, the last couple of months, it's been like I get better like I can't sleep at all. And then I'm waking up crazy early. Couldn't sleep at all last No, night. okay, it's like do, 11, do, 12, do, 1 o'clock in the morning, which is very much not me. Just thinking of you. Do, 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 do. I wish I wish you could just turn my brain off. I wish there was an off switch. I know. I know. Yeah. Like I, I got like a thousand yeah. tabs and I don't know where the music's coming from. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, my God. Me. Have you never seen that meme on the Internet? I just put it on. The no, internet. that makes so much sense, though. <laughs> anyway, as Mike was saying, so Harry does finally drop off to sleep and he does have another dream. 
So he dreamed that Neville and Professor Sprout were waltzing around the room of requirement <laughs> while Professor McGonagall played the bagpipes. Also cute. All right. Yeah. She's always that. in Tartan. I could see it. Right? <laughs> he watched them happily for a while, then decided to go and find the other members of the DA. But when he left the room, he found himself facing not the tapestry of Barnabas the Barmy, but a torch burning in its bracket on a stone wall. He turned his head slowly to the left. There at the far end of the windowless passage was a plain black door. He walked toward it with a sense of mounting excitement. He had the strangest feeling that this time he was going to get lucky at last and find the way to open it. He was feet from it and saw with a leap of excitement that there was a glowing strip of faint blue light down the right hand side. The door was ajar. He stretched out his hand to push it wide and Ron gives this enormous snore and wakes Harry up. (laughs) And Harry is like so a part of this dream or vision or whatever you want to call it, that his hand is actually like stretched out in front of him, like ready to open this door. That's hundreds of miles away from him. And he feels disappointed and he feels guilty because he shouldn't have seen that door in the first place. Cause he's supposed to be clearing his mind, but he's also like so curious to know what's behind it. And he feels annoyed at Ron. Is this like a mean Marty dream moment? <laughs> Uh, you're, you're darn tootin' it is. Uh, I'll tell you what, Dream Marty is probably one of the worst people on the planet. And every time I will let him know what Dream Marty was up to that night. I had a dream my cousin the other day was mean to me at her daughter's first birthday party and I wasn't happy with it. I was like, You are not nice to me in my dreams. She's Listen, like, I'm sorry. Dis- I was gonna ask something and I forget what it was. Oh, well, Discord, I'm trying to help you. I I I can't. I think we're done with the house cup. I think someone got a bingo. Is that how it rolls? I'm trying. I I need to assign a Gryffindor to do my part because I just I'm too focused on recording. (laughs) I am. Oh, this is my question. Yeah. What? But again, I think. Hold on. I think that we are done with the house cup for this one, aren't we? No, there was no bingo yet. Oh, I don't know. The numbers looked exactly the same as the last time. Um. Um, oh, have you ever had a dream where like you do wake up from it and like maybe like you're running or doing something and you like are doing it in real life? I've said things. I've sat up. I've reached for things like the one day. I don't know. It was back when Alana was like super little and I was having whew, a lot of anxiety about, you know, having an infant. And I think I dreamt that she like rolled out of a bassinet, which no, the child didn't even ever roll. Let's get serious. <laughs> and I like woke up like going to catch her and I was like, ooh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I hate those kind of dreams. They yeah, like give me massive worst. anxiety. It's and I like I don't I don't dream often, but when I do, they're usually pretty vivid and I hate it. <laughs> I dream quite often. Actually, I was talking about this since we're talking about dreams. It's just a little segue. Do you guys ever, like, if you get really into something, like, do you have dreams about it? Like, I was talking to him, like, I've had Harry Potter dreams. Like, I, I, so I've been reading this book for four days now, but, like, or this book series. So, like, mm-hmm. I didn't really have dreams about it, but, like, it was sort of. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I Like, I didn't know if I'm, like, alone in that, where, like, I've had dreams about, like, Harry Potter characters, but I've also had dreams where, like, I'm at Hogwarts as a student. Mm-mm. I, when I remember dreams, it's just usually probably about people, and usually mm. my dreams either go one way or the other. Yeah, 
you know. <laughs> I just came to the realization the other day I told Meg about this dream I had and it was literally like after I said it she's like oh yeah when all your anxieties come clashing at once and I was like you're right because it was like all these yeah. things I've been worrying about in the past week yep. and I don't dream often but when I do dream it, it is vivid like that and it's always some weird mash I just realized that, that that's what my brain does when it gets overloaded it just like makes this really weird dream <laughs> seeing like I Strange. feel like I dream all the time um and I don't know. Sometimes it could be like super overwhelming um, or like it could almost mean like nothing. But then like that's part of the reason I realized I had anxiety because like I thought I wasn't an anxious person. And then I realized I had dreams where like I'm trying to get to class and no matter what I'm doing, like there's something in my way or people doing this and I can't get there and I can't get there and I can't get there. Um, and I still have those dreams where I'm literally like in high school trying to get to class or I've had dreams where I'm at my high school and I'm trying to get to work and I can't get there. I'm like, oh, anxiety dreams. These are great. Yeah, that's great. Your anxiety doesn't even want to leave you alone. True. Yeah. Sleeping hours. Man. Did you have something you wanted to say before? Um, I don't remember. I don't okay. know if you remember. I'm sure that all. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so next morning after horrible mean Marty dreams, uh, the trio got to the Great Hall just as the mail was coming in. And Mail's you remember when here. Hermione. <laughs> Thanks. Every day it makes me want to wail. No. I don't know how it goes. It's okay. I'll teach you. Did you know? I just learned this. They get emails now on Blue's Clues. Did you know that the song is different they in England do? because they get the post and not mail? <gasps> what is the song? Here's the post, it never fails. No, it's. <laughs> Here's the post, it is the most. It makes me want to eat my toast. I'll find it. When it, it comes, um... I want to boast. Post. <laughs> I love that. Oh, God. Okay. Remember back in the day, early in this book, when Hermione was like the only back one getting the, the profit? <laughs> now yeah. everyone is because they all want more news on these escaped Death Eaters because not one of them had been caught. Um, so Harry, as we know, never gets any mail. He's only gotten like one note, I think, this whole year. So when an owl lands in front of him, he's like, it's got to be a mistake. But the letter said, Harry Potter, Great Hall, Hogwarts School. So he goes to take it, and then five more owls come down on him. And then the whole table's staring, and seven more owls land in front of him. And Hermione's <laughs> like, oh my god, I think I know this. what this means. And I love this. She goes, Harry, said Hermione breathlessly, plunging her hands into the feathery mass and <laughs> pulling out a screech owl. <laughs> just pulls out long. just a stinking owl <laughs> out of feathers. Right? I just picture like feathers going in the air. <laughs> Open this one first. Yes. It made me it made me think about the time that Hermione got all of the um like hate mail. Yeah, and as soon as this, as soon as I like reread this part, I was like, "Wait, something That's happened why. to Harry? Like it happened to Hermione?" <laughs> and like I was nervous for him to open things, but it was fine. What a double standard, though, if you think about it—the fact that Hermione gets literal things that are threatening her yep. life, and Harry just gets letters being like, "You're not correct, like you're whatever, you're crazy." Hmm. Yeah, hmm. no hmm. curses hmm. in those letters. Interesting. This reminds hmm. me of reviews that people write on the internet. Like you went oh out of God. your way to write this person that's that a you lot don't of agree with. Put into doing things. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there's one in particular that we'll get to that matches that exactly. And yeah. realistically, you have to live with yourself. So I'm sorry that your life is so miserable, but you feel like you need to spread it to other people. 
Mike Drop. Suckers <laughs> <laughs> oh, preaching. All right. So in this package that Hermione gives him first is March's edition of the Quibbler. Quibbler. And there's a picture of him grinning sheepishly on the front cover, which mm. I think is so cute. Because I'm sure he's used to like the most ridiculous pictures being used of him in the Prophet or just like, I don't know, just horrible non-flattering candid pictures mm-hmm. um and there's large red letters across the picture it says harry potter speaks out at last the truth about he who must not be named and the night i saw him return that's the longest title of ever true but it's the quibbler i mean Quibla. i feel like all of their titles would be like panic at the disco songs <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's good <laughs> Um, so Luna appears out of nowhere and she's, I think it's kind of cute. She's like super proud of it. She's like, isn't isn't it good? Um, and I guess she asked her dad to send Harry a free copy, which I think is super sweet. Mm -hmm. And she's like, all these letters must be from readers. So immediately Hermione's like, do you mind if like we help you rip these open? So Ron and Hermione are diving in the letters with Harry. So we've got one guy. Yes, Sarah. I just also think so like Hermione's been through this where people are writing her letters after being in the newspaper and she doesn't even think about what she went through and like say something like a poison. Like, God forbid it happened again. Mm-hmm. She's like, right. well, just forget not forget about it, but like just open letters for her friend. I think that's cool, Hermione. Yeah. What if she it got cool. whatever she had? What was it? Boober, boober tuber pus? <laughs> yeah. Yes. you say that with dignity tiffany all right (laughs) i'd love the boober tuber jim dale's (laughs) jim dale's voice for um oh what is for um gosh sprout little boober Boober tuber (laughs) (laughs) i think it's funny it's fine whatever (laughs) i enjoy it that should be your text tone I sound like Dracula. <laughs> yeah, you can't say the R's like that. I do not it's say blah, 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 Anyway, these letters. So one guy thinks Harry's off his rocker. Another woman recommends that he try a good course of shock spells at St. Mungo's. Girl, you are way outdated. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Shock therapy. I don't know. I think it might do some good for some stuff, but I don't know. Um, Then Harry finds a witch who does believe him. Yay. Victory. Uh, Fred and George come over and they join in ripping open envelopes. I don't even think they ask. They're just like, oh, yeah, we want to be a part of this. Do they even like know what's happened? I don't, I don't know. They're just like, yeah, I want to. They're on like, it. ooh, chaos is happening. Let's join in. <laughs> yeah. Right. So here's the one that Tiffany kind of hinted at. So Fred finds one that is split. So this person thinks they don't think Harry's mad, but they don't want to believe that Voldemort's back. So he doesn't know what to do. And Fred goes, "Blimey, what a waste of parchment!" Like Honest honestly, like why are you even commenting? Well, really, most of these, except for like, I think it's great that you're sending letters to people. And I believe you. I'm supporting you. But all the other ones, just mm-hmm. what a waste of paper. Mm-hmm. But also, right. like, just because you don't want to believe he's back doesn't mean he's not back. Like, just because, like, I know my anxiety. If I ignore something, this is how sometimes I do with things. If I ignore it, that means it's going to go away. But the joke's on Sasa, because that's not true. 
It's like you don't, anxiety. You don't have to like, send that tweet. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you or don't you don't have, have to write to, that review. You don't have to send that out. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, you, you don't, don't have to write that parchment because realistically, this is what that person has to do. They have to go. They buy the quibbler, which is great. You're supporting a small business. You're reading the article. Then you're like, you know what? I'm going to write to Harry. So you go, you get your, you get your parchment paper, you get your quill, you get your ink bottle, you sit down, you write it all out. What if you have a mistake? You got to start over again. Or what if you're like, hmm, I don't know what I want to say. So you're putting all that time mm-hmm. and effort. Then you got to fold it up. Mm-hmm. You got to put it in an envelope. You lick it. You stick it. You get an owl. What if you don't have an owl? Then you have to go to the owl place that, that you sends their, like sends the owls out to send mail then you have to go there you have to pay for that fee and then you have to come back home yeah that's a lot of effort for something stupid and you know what they could have done they could have went to how can i be a better person.com and have spent and their time, time mind your business a different way <laughs> that Just, may be one of the best swish soap boxes that this pod has ever seen <laughs> Yeah. I can I, I can help you that. out right now. It's www.mindyourbusiness.com. Mind your business. Yeah, YA. <laughs> your basic. Your basic. <laughs> you can get some basic knowledge on that website as well, I heard. <laughs> PSL? <laughs> that basic knowledge. I was going to say that putting things off, as I do often, is kind of just like ignoring a howler. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So it's just going to make it worse. Yeah. yeah. And I never learned true story ever i feel that on my yeah. level not for you katie i feel oh, like you no, do do like that katie time. yeah no that's a thousand percent me yeah if i close my eyes it's not real <laughs> right <laughs> so hermione finds another one that harry's managed to convince um so this person says having read your side of the story i'm forced to the conclusion that the daily prophet has treated you very unfairly Little though I want to think that he who must not be named has returned, I am forced to accept that you are telling the truth. And Hermione goes, oh, this is wonderful. This so, is wonderful. I just, I just don't get it. Like, why do they think a kid would be lying about it? You I, know what I mean? Because of... I mean, I get why like, there's you know, a fear around it and then the government is lying to you, the newspaper yeah, is lying that's to you. why. Um, but like... A, it just it's also if you think about it if you take all of it if you take a huge step back and you look and you see all these adults are yelling about this kid and saying all these things about a kid and the Mm -hmm. kid's just being like yo the bad guy's back like who (laughs) but who looks crazier right now but to them screaming about him or him just being like i'm just living my life and telling you voldemort's back yeah He's also, I mean, I get, I get Jesus, it. Jesus, I get I it. Talk? But they're all yelling. They're all acting like fools. The whole newspaper, the whole ministry, Fudge, Umbridge—they all are ridiculous. Sure. What were you gonna say, Tiffany? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm sorry, Tiff. Just it'll come back to you. Yeah, basic. It's all coming <laughs> back to you it's now. It's all coming back to me now. Talk. And that's it's the, actually uh, not playlist. So. This one, one of mine, I don't remember which one. Oh my lord! <laughs> Maybe sad song. Probably. Uh, so Ron reads two more, and these are the last two we know about. One thinks Harry is barking, and the other one says that she's converted and thinks Harry is a real hero. And she even included a picture. <laughs> it's it's a lock of hair. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. 
Uh, this little party can't last too long, though, without Umbridge obviously coming to crash it because that's what she does. And she comes over and she's like, what's going on? And she scans the scene. She suits all the owls and all the letters. And she asks Harry, where'd you get all these letters? And Fred very loudly goes, is that a crime now? Getting mail? Which is just like so awesome because I'm pretty sure him and George, as Meg hinted just in her section, like they know they're not sticking around or that there's a very good chance they're not sticking around. Fred and George in this moment remind me of me when I've checked out at a job. (laughs) I think that they're just like waiting for the opportune time, like baby in their bones are like, we're going to probably leave, but it's not time yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For the opportunity. Yeah. Wait for the right moment. Yeah. I just think about, you know, like checking out at a job and you're like, I really have a lot to do, but like, I know I'm going to quit like tomorrow. So am I going to do it? Mm, no. That's like me when I knew I was dropping that class and I didn't do my homework. Yes. <laughs> and your teacher's like, why didn't you do my, your homework? And Katie's like, oh, well, I'm dropping your class today. So. <laughs> Sorry. Senior year, man. It was too intense for my senior year. That's hilarious. Senior year, uh, so, man. Senior year, man. Not senior eyes, man. <laughs> so Umbridge is like, be careful or you're going to be back in tension, in detention. But like, is that even a threat to the Weasley twins ever? What is no. she doing there in detention? Must not be the pen. I don't know. Or the quill, I mean. We know, we know with Lee it is. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't ever remember them having any kind of hand scare. Yeah. Um, but Harry can't see any way around, like, lying to Umbridge. and doesn't really see, like, what would be the point because she's gonna see the Quibbler yeah. eventually. Um, yeah, like, in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells the truth and he's like, people wrote to me because I gave an interview about what happened to me last June. And here comes sassy Harry in an interview repeated Umbridge her voice thinner and higher than ever what do you mean I mean a reporter asked me questions and I answered them said Harry god I love him so good and then as Meg pointed out he throws a Mm. copy of the quibbler at her going line man hands Um, up it me yeah her pale doughy face turned an ugly patchy violet and she's like, when did you do this? And Harry's just like, last Hogsmeade weekend. So she looks up at him, incandescent with rage, the magazine shaking in her stubby fingers. <laughs> there will be no more Hogsmeade trips for you, Mr. Potter, Band she whispered. Life. How you dare. <laughs> How you dare. How you could. She took a deep breath. I have tried again and again to teach you to not tell lies. The message apparently has still not sunk in 50 points from Gryffindor and another week's worth of detentions. So now Harry is banned for life from Quidditch and he's banned for life from Hogsmeade. And And he's (laughs) literally telling the truth and is getting points taken away. All right. So... (laughs) Our homeboy has more bands on him than like, I don't know, a bunch of books. I was trying to like make up something clever. Nothing came to my mind. I don't know. So Umbridge is handing out more rules because, you know, that's what she likes to do. So decree number educational decree number 27 comes out and it is any student found in possession of the magazine. The Quibla will be expelled. (laughs) 
that's excessive for having a piece of literature in your, on your person. Yes, Megan. But like genuinely, she has to know that by doing this is like the worst thing yeah. possible because everyone's going to want to read it if she says, you can't read it. Right. It's true. I mean, you're not wrong. You would you'd think she'd be because smart enough to figure that out, but she's not because she's dumb. She's she doubled it because it. even people who probably would not have ever seen it exactly sure it are like, no oh, I need to. Right. But now <laughs> it's like, well, why? What's in well, there? Gotta know. And I even put, I'm like, honestly, this is never, never a good sign when the people in charge start banning things like this, like mm-hmm. press and, and things that they don't want their, their quote people. Like TikTok? To see. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Those young kids. Um, yeah. So then. It's Making all- me look bad. Those whippersnappers. <laughs> My God. Those whippersnappers. Um, Megan pointed out, Hermione oh is God. very pleased with this turn of events because by banning it, it then in turns makes everybody want to read it even more. Um, and with even with the ban, everyone was talking about the article all day long. Um, Hermione says that like people are asking her questions because they know that she is friends with Harry and that she's thinking like they finally convinced some people about the truth of what happened that night. And then obviously Umbridge, of course, who was on a mission throughout the school to make sure no one had a copy of the magazine. I mean, and earlier we were talking about people wasting time writing letters to Harry or like people on the Internet writing comments that are just not necessary. Think of all the energy that she's expending freaking out on this and then like making like making stopping students to make sure and like searching their things to make sure they don't have a copy of um the quibbler but the students are smarter than her because they've bewitched their uh pages to look like textbook pages smart or like so kind of awesome. to look like blank pages until they want to read them again smart and so by the end that of the really day smart. it seems like everyone had read the article like people were quoting it um mm-hmm. and all of that fun stuff and i wanted to read from the book <clears throat> i just had to find the correct lighting so i can actually see it with my old 30 year old eyes yeah old eyes my old eyes so the teachers were, of course, forbidden for mentioning the interview by the educational decree number 26, yeah, that'll which work. is the one that they, they can't talk about anything but their classes. Um, and But they found ways to express their feelings about it all the same. Professor Sprout awarded Gryffindor 20 points when Harry passed her a watering can. A beaming Professor Flitwick <laughs> passed a box of squealing sugar mice on him at the end of Charms and said, shh, and hurried away. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Oh, that's funny. And Professor Trelawney broke broke into hysterical sobs during divination and announced to the startled class and a very disapproving umbrage that Harry was not going to suffer an early death after all, but would live to a ripe old age, become minister of magic and have 12 children. Well, (laughs) hopefully he does live to a ripe old age, but I don't think he's becoming minister of magic. I think Hermione would be angry with him because that's her job. And we all know that he doesn't have 12 children, at least with her Ginny. (laughs) <laughs> at that point he doesn't they could have some surprise kids you never know what if they have like yes, but that's a lot of kids to be surprised with <laughs> yeah. what if it's like octo mom like <laughs> <bunch of> kids. <laughs> yeah one says we and he, <laughs> <she has> like, <laughs> like, can, we, can we talk about umbrage for a second so like you're spending all day long searching kids stuff 
you're in did she watch every one of Hagrid's and and Trelawney's classes because they're on probation so like you're literally not I mean you weren't teaching before you're not a teacher you're not an educator you should have no business being anywhere near a school mm-hmm. um but like who who's teaching your classes who knows who cares like that's just ridiculous you I know agree. what I mean no I agree people shouldn't be meddling in things they have no reason to be around all of these things are making Harry very happy, um, happier than he really has been in a while. And then another thing happened. She'll finally talk to him again. And she says, and this is quote, Id, I'm really, really sorry. That interview was so brave. It made me cry. And so he's like, oh, well, like he's sad that she was shed, has shed more tears. Um, but he was like happy that she's finally talking to him again. Mm-hmm. And then another person shockingly comes up to him and it's Seamus. And he tells Harry... <sighs> that he believes him. He's like, I, I believe you. And he tells him that he's sent a copy of the quibbler to his mom, um, which I think is like a great, um, a great reminder that people can change their opinions on things. And I think that is also needed in this climate of life where True. maybe they'll realize that they're wrong and don't be like, Oh, well you said this. No, give people an opportunity to change. Yeah literally let them do it and he's helping to educate his mother being like mom don't believe the prophet mm-hmm. so then while in the library harry sees malfoy crab and goyle together with another student who hermione points out is theodore not i don't like calling him by his full name not that it really matters Wasn't this I don't person, did we talk about this person a lot we talked about him because he was like pointed out that he was one of the only other people um, that could see the Thestrals and then we're like, well, how do we know yeah. that it was Theodore? Yeah. Where like everybody else was like on the internet. They're like, it was Theo. Yeah. And he's allegedly seen his mother die. That's right. Um, that's right. But he's also, he's the one correct and cursed child. That's not so kind. Cause his father obviously is a death eater. Right. Is he the one that was like yes. doing stuff with the time turners? Yeah. Which makes me <laughs> sad. I've read stories where he's like a nice guy. So like in my head, he's a nice guy. We should go back to do like a fan fiction Felix file. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. What? I'm just saying. I don't Well, there's read... a lot of fan fiction. You got to be specific. What kind do you want to talk about? Something appropriate. Dreary. <laughs> Dreary. I don't hate it, but he's, that's not my favorite Location. Couple. I've actually read a lot where Theo and Harry oh are together. Oh my God. And I don't hate it. <laughs> um, Vinny brought up Alpha Potter. <laughs> Alpha oh. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You don't remember? No. Oh From my that God. fake fan site. Oh, yeah. What is it? <laughs> I don't know, but let's see if that's a thing. <laughs> Gerald Potter. Hello. Yeah, Alpha Gerald. Gerald Lloyd Potter. Jesus, get out. <laughs> I cannot. <sighs> my whole foot's asleep. Okay, so he sees For more them. on that. <laughs> see our Eric Munch Felix <laughs> Still one of the best ridiculous. ones. Ridiculous. I can't believe we did that. <laughs> it was important. Yeah, people need to know about Eric Munch. Yeah. Me being one. <clears throat> so obviously Hermione has pointed out that's Theodore not. Um and really those group of men, or young men I should say, um, don't seem pleased with Harry, but like really, when are they ever? So, like, it's, like, Goyle's cracking his knuckles at him. Draco seems to be whispering to Crab about him, like, menacingly, like, ugh, we're so angry. Um, and Harry knew exactly why they weren't pleased with him, because he had named all of their fathers as Death Eaters, because they all are Death Eaters. <laughs> um, Boom. He speaks the <clears throat> truth. 
And so then Hermione points out, she's like, oh, this is so great because they really can't do anything about it because if they said something that would meant that they have read the article and then they would be kicked out of school. And so then like Luna pops up and she tells them that this issue, she's like super happy because this issue was sold out the quickest that any of his, like her father's issues have ever been sold out. And her dad is even going to reprint it. And then I'm going to read from the book again because, you know, that's how I did my notes today. Do the voices. This is just a paragraph. Darn it. On the wrong page. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Harry was a hero in the Gryffindor common room that night. Daringly, Fred and George had put an enlargement charm on the front of the cover front cover of the quibbler and hung it on the wall so that harry's giant head gazed upon down upon the proceedings occasionally saying things like the ministry are morons and eat dung umbridge in a booming voice which like you know they they are they've got they're daring i'll put that friend george or like we don't care anymore we're gonna do what we want to (laughs) do Hermione did not find this very amusing. She said that it interfered with her concentration and ended up going up to bed early out of irritation. Harry had to admit that the poster was not quite as funny about after an hour or two, especially when the talking spell had started to wear off. So that merely shouted disconnected words like dung and umbrage at more and more frequent intervals and the progressively higher voice dung umbrage. <laughs> In fact, it had started to make his headache and his scar began prickling uncomfortably again. To disappointed moans from the many people who were sitting around him asking him to relive his interview for the umpteenth time, he announced he too needed an early night. Every time I hear the word moron, I think of my father-in-law, <laughs> Sasa's dad, because of the way he says it. And I've, I usually only hear it and in say it when we're in the car. <laughs> and he calls people, he says like this. You moron. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a a touch of the road rage a little bit. It's awesome, though. Moron. Um, So, you know, Harry, like a usual human, gets into bed and then he ends up falling asleep. Some of us, that happens to some of us, it doesn't. Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) So he's, he's asleep and he finds himself in a dark room, but it's lit by some candles and he's kind of seeing this room from like his point of view, but he's like not in his body, if you know what I mean. Um, and he like looks down and he sees his hands and this is a quote from the book. It says they were long fingered and white as though they had not seen sunlight for years and looked like large pale spiders against the dark velvet of the chair. Um, and no, we're not talking twilight. We're not talking vampires. Are you sure? Positive. (laughs) I'm going to spoil this for everybody. He's in Voldemort's body, seeing it out of Voldemort's eyes. And so there's a man who's kneeling in front of Harry and he speaks. He being Voldemort speaks with anger in his voice, basically saying like he's been ill-advised. So I'm going to again, read from the book because I didn't feel like, like talking about what this, what is happening. Master, I crave your pardon, croaked the man kneeling on the floor. The back of his head glimmered in the candlelight. He seemed to be trembling. I do not blame you, Rookwood, said Harry in that cold, cruel voice. Harry's, again, speaking through Voldemort. So he's not hearing Harry speak this. Talk like Voldemort, Voldemort. please. I don't know if I can. He relinquished his grip on the chair and walked around it, closer to the man cowering upon the floor until he stood directly over him in the darkness, looking down from a far greater height than usual. You are sure of your facts, Rookwood, asked Harry. Yes, my lord, yes. I used to work in the department after, after all. 
Avery told me Bode would not or would be able to remove it. Bode could never have taken it, Master. Bode would have known he could not. Undoubtedly, that is why he fought so hard against Malfoy's imperious curse. Stand up, Rookwood, whispered Harry. I should have said that in a whisper. Stand up, Rookwood. Stand up, Rookwood. <laughs> oh, that was creepy. I know, that was really good, right? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so the kneeling man almost fell over in his haste to obey. His face was pockmarked. The scars are, were thrown into relief by the candlelight he remained a little stooped when standing as though halfway through a bow and he darted terrified looks up at harry's face you have done well to tell me this said harry very well i've wasted months on fruitless schemes it seems but no matter we began (laughs) no (laughs) he's a poet he didn't even know it hey we begin again from now you have lord voldemort's gratitude rookwood you have Tiffany, very no. Good. Uh, no. no. Okay, so let's talk about Augustus <laughs> Rookward. Augustus. Ooh, that's an attractive man. Augustus Rook. Augustus Rook. Augustus Globe. So he Give is a dark wizard in Death Eater. He's loyal to Lord Voldemort. <laughs> During the first Wizarding War, he was a spy who worked as an unspeakable in the Department of Mysteries. After the height of the First World War, except it's not, it's the first Wizarding War, he was named by his comrade Igor Karkaroff. Rookwood was arrested and imprisoned in Azkaban. He escaped in that mass breakout that, you know, literally was like a couple of months ago, like a month or so. Um, he served as a Death Eater once more. He fought in several battles in, of the second, second Wizarding War, including the Battle of the Department of Mysteries, after which he was imprisoned again, but he escaped, escaped in 1997. Um, and then he was defeated in the Battle of Hogwarts by um, Aberforth Dumbledore. <laughs> Aberforth. <laughs> I was going to say when, Albus. Aberforth. When, when you know, here's how you work. Your brain moves faster than your mouth sometimes. And so you've already figured out that you're saying it wrong before it comes out of your mouth. So that's when you extend the sound at the beginning of words, you know, you're going to say incorrectly so you can try and change it before your mouth says it wrong. Your brain works very fast, my friend. Uh, I'm proud of you. And we're coming down here, Aberforth, Aberforth going once, Aberforth going twice. I feel like uh, it's someone being like, oh, Aberforth, oh, don't you know? I can see it from my house. So his fate after Voldemort's final defeat is unknown. It is possible that he was imprisoned in Azkaban once again for his various crimes. Um, so like, this is how he's having this conversation with Voldemort. He knows, um, about the department of mysteries because he was an unspeakable working in that department. And then he was a spy for Voldemort <laughs> during the first wizarding war. Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had inf- an information network inside and outside of the ministry of magic with a number of well-connected wizards, whether or not these wizards knew they were being used for information by record is unknown. What is known is that Ludo Bagman gave Rookward information. <laughs> Bagman. Rookward. <laughs> I'm struggling, Tiffany, and you're not being kind to me. I love you, Ludo. It's Squidward. Me happy. Squidward. <laughs> Rookward. I'm Squidward. I'm Squidward. I'm Rookward. I'm Rookward. Rookward. <laughs> <laughs> I do it out of love. So Bagman was ignorant to the fact that Rookwood of Rookwood. 
of Rookwood's real affiliation since Rookwood damaged or dangled the prospect of a ministry position before him. Bagman's testimony revealed that Augustus was friends. I'm just not even going to say his last name. Was friends with his father. He also um, referred to Augustus rather affectionately as old Augustus. I don't know if you're talking of gloops. (laughs) Um, despite being the man, the man being a death theater doing during his own court case, um, from that information, it can be deduced that Rookwood was outgoing and perhaps um, affable during his years as a spy, breaking the mold of so many other death eaters to serve as a cover. Um, so we know that at, he was captured and convicted on testimony from Igor Karkaroff, and then he was an Azkaban, um, and then he gets out in 1996. Goes back to serving Dumbledore, except he doesn't. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I'm really Dumbledore. Struggling. He's he's um serving Voldemort. <laughs> he was responsible for getting Voldemort back on track with stealing the prophecy, which concerned obviously Voldemort and Harry Potter. Um, and Harry saw him in one of his dreams, which is the one we're talking about right now. And um, obviously his experience in the Department of Mysteries made him a valuable asset in this function. And so we're going to see him like in the um, battle of the Department of Mysteries. I don't feel like reading all of this because we're going to talk about it later on. So his um, he was um, described judging by his mugshot in the Daily Prophet as a tall pockmarked and gray, greasy haired wizard. Like, why can't people just wash their hair? <laughs> right. Like, you know you're going to get your picture taken to be, um, go to jail. Unless it's Pantene. Sasa don't approve. (laughs) Oh, my God. As Ludo Bagman (laughs) described him as old Rookwood and had given him status as a friend of Bagman's father, he was likely an older man by the time the first Wizarding War ended. As a death eater, he bore the dark mark on his left inner forearm. And says um, the personality and traits. This is from the wiki, if anybody cares. Um, judged by his mugshot in the Daily Prophet, Prophet Rookward seemed bored, contrasting from the other Death Eaters who were sneering and glaring. I kind of feel like if Snape was in this situation, he also would like uh, seem bored. Like they kind of, in my mind, seem similar in that mm-hmm. characteristic. He also appeared being outgoing. This is not Snape. He's not outgoing. And perhaps Appiewal is being a friend of Ludovic Bagman's father. This is further supported by everyone's surprise when Igor Karkaroff sold him out as a Death Eater. He was also shown to be rather fearful of Lord Voldemort when delivering bad news to him. However, during the Battle of Hogwarts, he showed his power in combat as he did not hesitate to to attack students who remained in the battlefield. And then, um, despite joining Voldemort out of fear... He was uh, highly loyal to his master. So obviously he's good at dark arts because he's like, you know, a smart dude. He's also an unspeakable. They got to do some stuff. Martial magic, which is like dueling and stuff. He's good at that. Um, Adamidia. Adamidia. What is wrong with me? Adamidiology. What? (laughs) 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 Etymology. Y'all you know I'm gonna start speaking out my own languages, <laughs> making up my own words. <laughs> Etymology. <laughs> Etymology. Sometimes I struggle with speaking. I had to go to speech therapist when I was a kid. Etymology. <laughs> so the etymology. Rook word. Rook word. <laughs> 
was named as Algernon. Who says this in the first UK edition of the Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix? But his name was reverted to Augustus again later on. This mistake was corrected. That's what I was thinking. That's, isn't that a rat or a mouse? It's a mouse. Um, this mistake was corrected in the U.S. edition of the text. Augustus is Latin for majestic or venerable, derived from the Latin word um, augury or augury to increase. It was the title given to the first emperor of Rome and subsequently to make other Roman emperors. Rooks are known to be extremely sociable birds and to also or also have a kind of caw that sounds like a croak. Rookwood is indicated to be a sociable wizard, and when he was speaking to Voldemort, he was hoarse and his tone was described as a croak. The surname Rookwood would also come from Amber Rose, except it says Ambrose. <laughs> Rookwood. Rookwood. <laughs> 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 One of the conspirators in the gunpowder plot of 1605. Um, so I looked up Rook, defraud, overchange, or swindle. Interesting. Uh huh. Oh. Uh huh. That's the etymedia. And then if you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't know, the gunpowder plot of 1605. Yeah, what is this? Was a failed assassination attempt against King James oh. I by a group of provincial English Catholics led by Robert Catsby. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Rookwood, Rookwood is also a family <laughs> um, in the 1834 <laughs> romance of the same name written by William Harrison Ainsworth in the novel Rookwood family as are described quite negatively. No mate ever Brookwood, a rook of the what? <laughs> no, you're reading it right. <laughs> no mate ever Brookwood, a rook of the Rookwood. Say that three times. A, a Mary saying it is and true. No woman ever stood in Rookwood's way, but she was speedily removed <laughs> that certain. Whatever what that is. is. That? I don't know. Um, other possible references from Rookwood are the surname Turpin, like Lisa Turpin from the famous Highwayman and the Hand of Glory that is subject of the poem within the book. Whatever. Um, and then just behind the scenes stuff. So in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix film, he was played by Richard Trinder. Um, and due to his baleful and ugly appearance, Rookwood is commonly mistaken for Rodolphus Lestrange. 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 <laughs> Cool, cool. Uh, um so yeah let's uh <laughs> let's uh go back to talking about uh harry potter uh, so Voldemort is very grateful that rookwood has told him what he needs to know and is talking about um he's talking about like whatever he needs to get out of the department of mysteries bode would never have been able to touch the prophecy is that's what they're talking about so like harry doesn't know but like we know because we've all read the books so the only people that can touch the prophecy are Tom and Harry. They're like best buds. It's not really. <laughs> Hello, Tom. I'm sorry. I just saw one of the Voldemort kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrifying. No. It's up. <laughs> it's that the one. The one of Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Those teeth look pretty great. Are they real? I think about me, it's Ralph. Um, so Voldemort is very grateful to Rookwood, and um, he has him send in Avery next to speak to him. So I was like, let's learn about Avery. 
Um, so this is also from the wiki. Dark wizard. He's a, possibly the son of Avery and a Slytherin student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. After graduating from Hogwarts, he became a Death Eater. He participated in the first Wizarding War, but like most Death Eaters, he didn't search for Voldemort after his downfall, although he was forgiven after his master's return. During the second Wizarding War, Avery fought at the Battle of the Department of Mysteries with a group of Death Eaters attempting to take the prophecies from Harry. So after like Harry like touches it and grabs it, can like anybody get it? Like, he's just the one that... Yeah, he just has to take it off the shelf, I think. So, I wonder what happens to you if it's not yours and you take it. I think you're going to get, like, uh... You're going to die? No, I think you're going to get, um... Those hands, like, uh... What's-his-face did in the book one? What's his name? Quaro. You're going to get Quirrell hands, a.k.a. they're going to turn to dust. Quaro. 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 He likes Quaro's. <laughs> <laughs> so his Hogwarts years, we know he attended um, Hogwarts in the 1970s, allegedly was sorted into Slytherin house. He and his friend Malksiber, is that how you would say that? Malksiber. Um, had a dark sense of humor, such as when Malksiber tried to use dark magic on Mary McDonald during the school year. Um, hey, Avery was also a friend of Severus Snape's. So we know who he is, and it's something that bothered Lily Evans. Snape did not care, even though they were best friends at the time. She found Avery's sense of humor to be very sadistic and would not could not understand how Snape could associate with him. Then, according to Sirius Black, Avery was part of a, quote, gang of Slytherins who later became Death Eaters and also included Bellatrix Black and her future husband, Rodolphus Lestrange, Evan Rosier, Snape, and Wilkes. John Wilkes Booth. Oh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and real dark. I mean, they're Death Eaters, so... True. Wouldn't surprise me if he was one of them. (laughs) Sometime during the first visiting war, Avery was apprehended by the Ministry of Magic officials. He stood trial for being a Death Eater. He was one of the few who, quote, wormed his way out, according to Sirius Black, since he pleaded the Imperius Curse. He was not sentenced to as... Nope, he was not sent to Azkaban. He was also one of the Death Eaters who didn't search for uh, good old Voldemort. And then um, Avery was the first Death Eater to crack and grovel at Lord Voldemort's feet during his rebirth at the ceremony, or except it says cemetery, saying that he did not look for Voldemort after his downfall because he believed him to be, quote, finished. He feebly begged Voldemort to forgive all of the Death Eaters present for the past disloyalty. Voldemort responded by using the Cruciatus Curse to, to sadistically torture him, <laughs> saying he wanted 13 years repayment before forgiving the Death Eaters for their lack of belief in him. Um, and then in 1995, he's seeking the, he being Voldemort, seeking the prophecy, which had been made about him and Harry, um, and that was kept in the Department of Mysteries. Avery told his master that it would be possible to obtain the prophecy by placing um, an unspeakable named Roderick Bode. Under the Imperious Curse, and we've seen this, and he is now no longer with us. Um, and having him get it for them, the attempt fail. Obviously, we know these things. Um, he punished Avery for that mistake. He does fight in the Battle of Hogwarts, except it says Department of Mysteries against members of the Dumbledore's army. He was paired with fellow <clears throat> Death Eater McNair in an attempt to retrieve the prophecy from the Department of Mysteries for good old Voldy Moldy. Voldy Moldy. Yeah, Moldy Moldy. Baldy Moldy. His fate during the battle is unknown, although it is likely he was incapacitated, arrested, and sent to Azkaban like m- many of his comrades. Um, whenever Avery survived the seconding wizarding war, it is unknown. Um, 
so like his personality is in traits it says described by lily evans as having an evil sense of humor indicating that he was a sadist he also called she also called avery and Malsaber death eaters before the two became that meaning that they had a passion with dark arts and blood purity he was disloyal he did not search for voldemort after his downfall um much like Peter Pettigrew, he was characterized as a weak individual, shown when he cowardly begged Voldemort to forgive him and the other death leaders who did not search for him. He also seemed to be incompetent, which is, I guess, we could see that by um, trying to get Voldemort, or like trying to help get Voldemort get the prophecy, and he failed horribly because he was wrong. Um, and he was among the death leaders defeated in the battle with the members of Dumbledore's army during that whole Department of Mysteries thing. It is unknown if his weak and cowardly um, characteristics were present during the, his time at Hogwarts or if they developed later in life. Um, and then it says, though, Lily L. Evans and Sirius Black did not seem to regard him with as much disdain as they did towards his friends. Obviously, his <coughs> skills, dark magic, martial magic, apparition. Well, he can apparate. <laughs> Um, etymology, etymology. <laughs> that was a Cherylism big time. Oh God, my whole life is a Cherylism, literally. <laughs> um, Avery is an English surname derived from Old French version of the name Alfred. The meaning of the name is derived from the Old English word words, um, elf meaning elf and rad meaning council. So that's cool. And it says in the behind the scenes, Avery may have been the one hit by Ginny Weasley with the reductor curse. Um, during Order of the Phoenix. And there's some other things. So that's cool. Um, so it kind of ends with like Harry still like in this dream state of being Voldemort in his body. And so Harry slash Tom, they're now alone. Rookwood went to go get Avery. Um, and th- he like turns his head to look at there's an old mirror hanging on the wall. And Harry sees the reflection for the first time. And this is really when Harry is realizing like mm-hmm. what is going on, who he like is in the body of basically and it's a quote from the book a face whiter than a skull eyes red eyes with slits for pupils like they really should have done that in the movies though um they probably yeah. would have terrified some children good mm. i mean yeah but like, but, like he's supposed to be terrified. i mean they did a good job at making him terrifying but i feel like he should have had red eyes with just as much as harry should have had green eyes but we can't have everything now well, can we allergic to the poor we didn't have the technology. Thing. Digitization. Yeah. <laughs> no excuses. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So creepy. So about me replacing every actor within the series. <clears throat> Can we talk about I have a question for y'all. Are we ready for the lightning bolt round? Yeah. 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 Here. Question. All right. I, in my life, this is a headcanon that the Weasleys and friends do play pickup games, like pickup Quidditch games. Is that what they call it when they do something like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. First question. Do we, well, really, this is the only question. Cause I was like, is that like practice play? games? Just to like, like it's just, just like, like a just friend, like, yeah. Like where your friends okay. like go and play yeah. like in real life, they're going to like, Oh, let's just go shoot some b-ball outside my school. Got it. Um, <laughs> do you think Harry and Jenny played on the same team? In pickup games? Yeah. Like, like at the Weasleys? Like, like all the Weasleys. Like say it's a Sunday at the Weasleys and they're going to like, so all of them are out and their friends are over and like, they're going to play a, 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 like a big game of just their friends. Are we married? Sure. I'm just wondering. I'm like, I no. wonder if they would like, I, like, I, would, I think they like friendly competition mm. within 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I would think that they like to play against each other. But, like, here's other. my thing in yeah. my, also in my head canon, Ginny's very much more competitive than Harry. Um, so, like, think if he won, she would not be pleased. But mm. if she won, they'd both be pleased. But it could be a fun dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, I'm, you're not wrong. Just thinking how y'all think. <laughs> interesting question. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I feel that. like they like competition. But, yeah, Ginny more than Harry. And I imagine, yeah, she gets pretty more? mad if he wins. I think she probably wins more often, honestly, because she's super competitive and like. Do you think he lets her win? Cares more about the outcome. No, or, you know what? I think that Jenny would play dirty. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. would. Yeah. She would like make sure she won. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, "Nah, yeah. I'm gonna win every time." She would be like, "I'm winning." You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Oh. My yeah. God. <sighs> yeah. You're funny. Especially if he's playing on the opposite team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 Distract him. Mm-hmm. Catch the snitch right out under him. Katie just yawned, and it looked like she, like, ate a whole swarm of flies. Ew. Why can't what? you say cookies? Okay. <laughs> Your mouth just opened just so wide. You're like... Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks, babe. <laughs> All right. First up from the lightning bolt questions, Isaiah asks, do you think the Crumplehorn Snorkek is real? And if so, what do you think it looks like? It is real. It's in the Magical Menagerie at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I was going to say that. It's in there. <laughs> you can go see it. It's cool. Looks like a hippo. It with does. A horn. Yeah. <clears throat> like a hippo rhino with a horn. Like a colorful hippo rhino. Yeah. Nice. It's very cute. Nobody else? Um, I I think no, they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravenclaw. I like to Tell I like to be um Debbie today. <laughs> and no. In uh, my... Your flavor? Get over it. What? Your flavor flav. Okay. I don't Flavor Bible, not remember the right? beginning of this episode. Yeah, your name's Flavor. Oh. Good lord. <laughs> What's the etymediality of that? <laughs> Tiffany, it's been a long night. I have 24 pages left in this book that's making me yeah, want to cry. Yeah, we have to let her go. So let's go through these. I have to start my laundry. <sighs> All right. Uh, Kendra asks, what would be your favorite meal served at Hogwarts? Must be an English food. Toad in a hole. <laughs> Is that mm. what it's really called? Yeah. Okay. That's what I want. Can I just say Sunday roast? Sure. That'd be delicious. Mm-hmm. I like a full like English breakfast. It's delish. Also like bangers and mash. Mm. I don't know. I, think I like Sunday a lot roast of food for me too. I don't Sunday like pumpkin roast. juice or butterbeer really. So just give me some water. I would take mm, some tea as well. Pumpkin juice. I love pumpkin juice. Not my thing. I'm not a pumpkin person. Um. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Vinny, <laughs> that gift is something. Oh I look my! Great. I look great as Vernon. Uh, Rosie girl asks, "What kind of skiving snack would you create? What would it taste like and do?" I liked this one. Uh, That's a really good question. 
Oh, it's Skype. So yeah. I have to get out of class. Okay. You'd um, be covered in mosquito bites. You'd be itchy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, but that would definitely, bad. I would need something to relieve uh, me of that fast. I was thinking maybe like it would be give you horrible gas so you'd have to leave. Mine would be, that would be you. <laughs> Mine would be a gummy. It would taste like strawberry and it would give you a temporary fever. I know that's like fever fudge, but whatever. Mine's a strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Pumpkin juice like is French a thing. onion soup. Nude soup? French onion soup. Because onions make people gassy. <laughs> Why did I say oh my nude God. soup? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been said. a night. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I know it's like fever fudge, but mine's like better. It's <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> mine's strawberry. <laughs> All right. Meow. 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 Asks, do you think the twins still would have skipped the exams if they didn't have the money to open the joke shop? No, I don't. I I don't hmm. think so. I feel like no. they had the perfect situation. <clears throat> yeah, for them to be able to do this. Do you think the twins still would have skipped exams if they didn't have the money to open the joke shop? I feel like they were. That's hard Probably. to answer because they were set like they on would. their path. Because they don't. You know, they were set on that path. If they yes, if they were full gone like. If they if if it was still in the situation of like they knew they wanted to start that joke shop regardless if they had the money or not they probably still would have left. In my opinion, mm-hmm. and I'm always right. So oh, to okay. somehow like try to get funding or something and just like yeah. go about it that way, they would just. I feel like they would f- make it work. Yeah. Figure it out. I don't like. I can see both ways. For yeah, once, I actually weird. agree with all of you. Um. Kendra, would you have kept Ron on the team as the Quidditch captain? I mean, not yeah, to downplay his ability, have. but I don't think they had anybody else. Yeah. And really, yeah, like, they're not too. wrong. It's really, truly comes down to he's not confident in himself enough to actually, <clears throat> like, play like he should be playing. Yeah. But that's not what everybody knows, you know. Correct. But, like, Angelina, if she's saying it, too, yeah, sees the potential. That's why I said it like that. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just um, Sydney asks, have you ever been banned from anything or anywhere before? If not, where might you be if you were? I was banned from seeing I someone think... when I was in high school. My mom told me. Same. Like, she goes, you're not, you're not 18 yet, so you're not allowed to choose your friends. I wasn't allowed to be friends with a girl named Brandy. Still hung out with her. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been banned anywhere. You would be banned from the snack drawer. What? Wow. <laughs> I am I the leader ever been... of the snack drawer. I don't think I have been. I don't think I've been like kicked out of I anywhere. I'm a really honestly like as much as I talk, I feel like I'm a I'm a pretty good um person who does who likes to follow rules cuz I don't like being yelled at. Look at my cheese one's name. <laughs> <laughs> Any mediologist? Me. <laughs> so meaty. <laughs> oh god, I love our Discord. I feel like out of all of us, well, I don't know. I feel like we're all pretty good. Who out of the four of us would be most likely to be kicked out of somewhere? I feel Megan. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I but I don't think I ever have been. But that's what I'm saying. You're like, the we're, most likely. Like we're saying this is like we're all, yeah. like not to say that we're lame people, but like we haven't done 
crazy things. I, I, I am even, not afraid of I would confrontation. You first would so get I guess out of somewhere, and then I would probably be next. Yeah, and then me, and then Katie. I've no, been kicked, kicked out, out of somebody's Facebook friends list. Is that yeah, right? You got kicked out of what? what? Did you say? Somebody's Facebook friends list. <laughs> Banned for life. Banned for life. Who cares? I don't. All right. Um, Kristen asks, have you ever had anything confiscated by a teacher? Yes. <laughs> yeah, my trumpet when I blew out the window. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if Other I have. Other than that, I don't think so. I not confiscated, but this is kind of a weird story. I had remember gel pens when that was like Z rage. Oh yeah, look, I got one right here. Right, I had this one that was this perfect neon lemony yellow. Okay, it was oh, like, like awesome, those. but like the outside broke, so I just had the inside <laughs> with the little tuby. And my teacher made me throw it away because she's like, "What if that falls on the ground and trips somebody?" She made me throw what it if away. A regular pen falls on the oh, ground and trips wouldn't somebody. Let me keep it. So I guess that's kind of confiscated. That's so dumb. Yeah. Tell that mad. teacher to go buy you another gel pen. They were right? expensive. Right? You should draw on my hands. Um, I, I will say, I remember <laughs> I remember something. I don't remember when it was. I don't remember when. When? When? <laughs> when? But I like, remember having to like ask a teacher to like after class like to get whatever was confiscated back. But I don't remember what it was. Hmm. When I was in preschool. Oh, my God. I <laughs> this is the first time I ever got put in time out and it was very sad so in when I was preschool. in preschool <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was we had a we had a play castle and me and my friend Heather decided that we were gonna claim the castle for um, playtime and we locked everybody out of it and wouldn't let anybody else in it <laughs> <laughs> we got put in time out for it. Oh my god! Didn't you even like sit in front of the that. one door? And block I sat the slide. in front of the door, and yeah, and then my friend Heather blocked the slide so people couldn't climb in and nobody could come in through the door. I was like, mm -mm, my castle today. You weren't even oh playing it then, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was just the prospect of owning it. Like I'm trying to think if I got my phone taken away or something. I don't know. I can't remember. I I'm pretty sure that my dad tried to take my phone away on one my time, test. but then I told him that that's dangerous. And what if I needed to get in contact with him? And, and he undid it. Oh my God. I was never really uh, grounded as a kid. So like we've talked about this, like, cause obviously I'm the youngest I don't of even four. I remember why. I think it's because um, I sent too many text messages. And not to say I was a perfect oh child. Cause that's not a thing. Um, and yes, I had been grounded. And then <laughs> the only one of us that actually stuck was Marty because he was not smart about it. So if you like just waited like a day, and then said something like our parents would forget about it. <laughs> and then we go on with our merry way. But Marty had friends that came like that drove like 30 minutes to come like see him. But he was grounded. Um, and they literally like were begging my mom. They're like, please, this is so manly. Like, come, can you like come on and hang out, hang out with us? She's like, no, he's grounded. Like, it's not happening. But we're like, yeah, Marty, you just had to wait long enough for her to forget. Oh, my God. True. I Yeah. I mean, all right. You got to you got to work that mom. Last question. Alana already knows Isaiah, do you think there's any correlation between Harry's interview and Voldemort sending him this vision? Since Harry has effectively outed everyone, Voldemort had to speed up his plans. I kind of like that. Um, I like that, but I also am thinking, like, I don't know if Voldemort, like, cares. 
in the aspect of like it's not I, I think he's i think he's speeding up if he's speeding up or not like he's just like it wants to get it over with because he's been working for months you know what i mean um to to get the prophecy and he's finally figuring out why it hasn't worked Mm. Ew. <laughs> Why? I don't care for that. Discord. <laughs> Sometimes Discord is like That's too much so for Discord, me. but I'm here for it. Oh, I'm I hit my stand goal <laughs> sitting down. Good job. Way to go, Sasa. Sorry. I can't focus. <laughs> Uh, well, that's all of them. Who won the house cup? Me. Hufflepuff. I'm trying to think if I have any other questions. Two weeks in a row. Do, 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 to Ravenclaw, Whoa. quite a few. Whoa. I give points when they're so deserved. people can't be upset about this. I gave points to Claws and sure. to Puffs. Sure. I don't think I gave any to Gryffindors. Sorry, oh, Gryffindor. Really? She's not <laughs> hmm. okay. She snored on the. But I did try for the Claws. I tried. Whatever. Claws. It's been a minute. I also gave a lot to Slytherin, so don't give me that. <laughs> All right. Fan story time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This week's fan story comes from Alyssa Solberg. Hey, y'all. My name is Alyssa Solberg. I am a sassy Slytherin. My Patronus is a Manx cat. Wand is pear wood with a dragon heartstring core, 12 and 3 quarter inch length, and surprisingly swishy flexibility. My Elvermorny house is Puckwudgy, and here is my Potter story. When I was about two or three... Sorcerer's Stone was published. My mom purchased the book with the thought of reading it aloud to me. But she and my grandpa hated it, and she thought it was too violent to read to a toddler. When the film came out in 2001, little six-year-old me tried my hardest to be able to see it. It took months of convincing and finally saying, But mommy, Brandon's mom let him. <laughs> then she finally broke down. We went to mm-hmm. Blockbuster and rented the Sorcerer's Stone on VHS, and I got to watch my little heart out. I loved it with all my little heart. Meanwhile, my mom and grandpa hated it. (laughs) After then, I could only watch the movie when it came out on ABC Family. I started reading the series around 10 years old, and I fell in love, of course. The only film I got to see in theaters was Deathly Hallows Part 1, and I refused to watch Part 2 and read the book for the longest time, as Fred Weasley's my favorite and, well, you know. My half-brother, a Gryffindor, finally made me watch it with him in 2014 at the ripe age of 19, and I cried so hard. Fast forward to a little over a year ago, I recorded Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them when I had a free HBO weekend. It was my mom's night to pick the movie, and she picked Fantastic Beasts. I asked if she really wanted to watch it, not telling her what series it was a part of. She just said, of course, it looks like a good one. Then I proceeded to tell her that if she liked it, she had some other films to watch after. Guess what? She loved it. (laughs) So she was forced to watch all eight of the Harry Potter films, and she loves them. She's a Ravenclaw and very proud of her house. I got her to finish them right before our trip down to L.A. last May so we could go to Universal Studios in Hollywood. She had a blast and I got picked for the wand ceremony. Now my mom is excited for the rest of the Fantastic Beasts movies to come out and we chuckle when I tell her, oh, how Ravenclaw of you. 
<laughs> I found you guys about a year and a half ago because Sammy Layden, shout out to them, invited well, me to the group. I listened to you guys mainly on the way to and from work. I started doing this when I would commute about two hours each way. And I finally just caught up on all the episodes. You guys are amazing and you help me through my help me when my anxiety gets really bad. So I thank you for making the Dementors go away. Mm. Alyssa. That's awesome. Uh, I'm so glad we can help you get rid of your anxiety because or at least help it a little bit because anxiety sucks. It's so bad. But really, honestly, thank you so much for your story. And I love that the Fantastic Beast things. <laughs> I know, I know. What a journey, man. Yeah. Like, you're the one that made everybody else love it after you, a lot of hard work. I love yeah. You know what it makes me think of in Parks and Rec when um, Leslie and I can't remember the other person's name were talking. And she's like, well... I don't really like Harry Potter that much. You mm-hmm. made me watch all eight movies. She's like, what are you talking about? You love, love it. Harry. You've seen all eight yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Um, can we also uh, pour one out for Blockbuster and ABC Family? There's still a Blockbuster uh, left. Yeah. Is there one? I think there so. is one. Oh, one in like Portland oh, or something. It would be in Portland. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Katie with the yawn again. Sorry. Catching flies. <laughs> Yeah. This whole swarm of them. <laughs> Two swarms. That's nightmare Two stuff, swarms. man. That's nightmare stuff. Whatever. All right. Joke time. Jokes. What do Hogwarts students get when they do bad on tests? I don't know, Katie. What? Dark marks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, <Boy>. welcome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you just say wait. Why are they? <laughs> How is that an Easter joke? Knock knock. I say it fast. Okay, hold on. All right. You knock, say knock. Who's there? Jimmy. Jimmy who? Jimmy someone. <laughs> she literally googled jokes about Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks. Knock, Thanks. knock. Who's there? Jimmy. Jimmy who? Jimmy a little kiss. Jokes about Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy. Oh, man. I wonder what that kid's up to now. <laughs> Find him. Do you really care? I don't even know what his last name is. Aww. That's how long ago this was. Jimmy Unknown. Uh, all right. <laughs> so make sure that you follow us on Facebook. We are Swish and Flick Podcast. We also have a group called Swish and Flick Podcast Group. Oh. Hang out with us there. It's pretty great. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flickcast. And make sure that you go and click that little follow button on Spotify. You can follow your hosts, Megan and Katie meaning myself, on Twitter and Instagram at The Peaches Family. And Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram as well at TiffSwish underscore Flick. Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Um, if you love this podcast and would like to support us and be a part of it, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash SwishFlickCast. You can get access to our kick butt Discord channel if you are so inclined to become a bow truckle or higher level. Also, there are all kinds of different things that you can get for your different levels. Just go and check them out on patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast. And please 
Uh, go and follow us. Subscribe to us on YouTube and check out our vlogs coming to you. Yes, ma'am. Lots of vlogs. <clears throat> we should have some filming this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, we are? <laughs> it would happening. be silly not to. Yeah. Are we talking about ourselves now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> We're always talking about ourselves to me. <laughs> it's an Aries trait. Oh, that's true. Um, what am I doing? Oh, I just finished two books. I finished one book about like a healthy lifestyle called You Can Drop It. Very good book. I would advise anyone who wants to be on like a healthy eating journey to read it. And then I finished reading the play The Crucible. It was so good. It was so good. And I'm so glad that I read it, especially in October. And I'm going to watch the movie with what's her face in Stranger Things. Winona Ryder. <gasps> it's so good. What are you watching? The Crucible. Enola Holmes. Oh, it's cute. No, she No, she's watching the Crucible. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you said the girlfriend. You what? said the oh Winona Ryder. <laughs> I thought that you meant Eleven, Millie Bobby Brown, and she's in the movie Enola Holmes, which is fantastic. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. Go ahead. Henry Cavill's in that movie, and he is an attractive man. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so at the same time, Tiffany says Crucible, and you're like Enola Holmes. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, I finished that. I read that one um, pretty quickly after I, like, actually sat down and started reading. It goes really fast because it's a lot of drama and it's like. So I went through that one pretty quick. But I also picked Isle of World back up. I'm on Chapter 30. So I'm excited about that. It's a good book, man. Yeah. It's a good book. It's a really good book. Really, really good. Yeah, I'm on the fourth one, so. Yeah. I've taken a mini break. Mini break. Mini break. And yeah, I've been still playing Animal Crossing. I haven't so much this week, but I'm going to get back into that because I really like the Halloween event that they have going on. Did you add my friend? Teaching. No, I need to add him. It was sad that other people didn't add him. Oh, that's a sad I did. We added him. I added him. Recently? Yes. He made a comment about it. <laughs> I know. He messaged me. I added him. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Doing Working on Swish stuff and lessons for school. And our, you know, trying to plan when we're going to go back to in-person school. And I have a feeling it's, it's not going to be soon. So there's that. I'd rather be safe. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So that's me. Working out still. Check my Instagram stories. <laughs> Check for the flicks. Mm. Well, I'll say that I highly recommend the movie Enola Holmes. Oh my God. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> we recently watched it. It was good. Um, my mom is back in town, so that has been fun. Mom is back in town. Mom is back in town. Oh, I was going to sing a different song. Or maybe Do it. it's the same one. But the boys are back in town. Yeah, that's on my playlist. That's what I was singing. That's all. Well, that's not was really singing. the beat to it, but I appreciate it. Well, I did the best I could. Can I you? have worked out to your playlist, Tiffany. 
It is very good. It is going to be a lot of the songs, not a lot of the songs. I'd say 15% of the songs in the Griffin <gasps> playlist are songs that I enjoy working out to. Mostly, yeah, I have some of my sad songs on my Ravenclaw playlist. Mostly the Rocky songs. Yeah. <laughs> Final Countdown, that's Ford. a good one to like finish your workout to. And do a magic show too. Sorry, go on. Enola Holmes, what else no, are you doing? That's okay. Um, so Katie and I just had a little two night staycation at Disney, which was really relaxing and fun. We swam a lot. I broke out from swimming for the first time in a while, so I guess my allergy's not gone. Um But you know, it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. We drank some drinks chilled at the hotel it was good and um did she refuse to come she refused (gasps) i told my mom to come and say hi but she didn't want to (laughs) um what else am i doing we we have a really 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 busy october and november it's gonna be insane (sighs) so yeah I like felt overwhelmed and had to print off calendar pages to like write everything down because I was getting lost with everything we had planned. So, Mm. but I mean, it's good things, you know, we've got, we're coming, Katie and I are leaving bright and early tomorrow mornings. Come see those two fools in Cleveland. What up? Um, Going to get to see some friends, my dad. That'll be fun. That's kind of, (laughs) it's so weird that like. We're leaving for this weekend. My mom is down here, but she's going to watch the kitties for us. Um, so that'll be nice. But I'm excited to be up in Cleveland for a couple days and then we're going to uh, be back for Thanksgiving. So that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had things I was going to say and now I can't remember any of them. You're playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. Playing Animal Crossing, playing Pokemon. About to oh, finish yeah, I started up. Pokemon. About to finish up my eight-week program. I'm super excited about it. Dude. To think that I could still be doing that. (laughs) Oh, man, I loved it. I loved it. I'm not going to love the last workout, though, because it is probably the most intense thing I've ever done in my life. What are you going to do next? Um, So we're going to do... Yeah, we're going to do clean week. And then um, the next program we want to do comes out the 18th of December. So we're just going to do like the shorter programs until then. Cool. I think just like to fill in. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I was going to say something. Now I can't remember. So Sasa. Katie's really cool, by the way. Um, so we work out on FaceTime every morning. And sometimes I'll like catch a peek and she's got like muscles popping and I'm like, don't shake your head now. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, she's swole. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Right back at you. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> so I love you. Yeah, I love you. Sasa. And you can't talk about your new book. What? <laughs> um, well, I finished, and I think I finished the last time we recorded, mm-hmm. whatever the third one was called. Dragon. The Dragon Reborn. I finished that one. So I did start reading the fourth Wheel of Time series book. But then I also went out to the, I was called the grocery store. I went and bought um, some more books because, <laughs> you know, I need that. 
in my life where <laughs> I have no room in a bookshelf to put more books. <sighs> um, but I bought Court of the Court of Thorns and Roses series. It's out like a, it's like a box set of the first three. And then there's like a third book or a fourth book, but it's like not it's like 3.1 is what they call it. And the fourth one's coming out in February. So I bought that on Monday. I have 24 pages left in book two. So it's been four days and I've pretty much finished them. They're really good. I've enjoyed them. They're a quick read. Um, <sighs> it's just making me very anxious. Um, and I might've cried about it today. And then still biking school. <laughs> Look at Brandon's name. I did my 400th mile today. <laughs> 600 more to go. Um, and yeah, I'm going to make pasta next weekend with my friends. I'm very excited about it. That's cool. Yeah. Pasta's great. Yeah. I'm going to try my hand at making like... Um, Angel hair? No, probably not. Mm. Well, whatever pasta, but like we're going to make two different sauces and um, I'm going to make garlic butter to put... Or garlic... Um, mm. Mm-hmm. shrimp mm-hmm. to put on some of it mm-hmm. um but like there's also people that don't eat shrimp and are allergic so like we'll be also making other things to put on their pasta mm-hmm. so i'm excited sounds yummy yeah 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 i'm trying to think what else i lead a pretty boring life oh my gosh you know what i forgot to say mm. that i put alana in her Halloween costume. Oh my gosh. So oh, I wanted man. to try it on her. Um, she looks so cute. She's epic, you guys. I showed a picture of her to Emily and I was like, who is it? I'm like, that's Alana. She's like, wait, what? Yeah, she looks so <laughs> grown up. So she chose to be Hermione. And so they make like these little toddler robes and um, it's like fleece in her, the Hermione like um, underneath the robe is like a Gryffindor dress and it has like a tie that has Velcro and like a little white collar that is so soft and fleece. And then I'm going to stick her in like black leggings and her little Ugg boots. And she has a, a witch hat if she'd like to wear it, which it usually just falls off her head. But she also has that are mine, by the way. So my hat fits her. I have a Gryffindor hat and scarf that she put on and it fits and she looked so cute. And so she was going around hitting things with her wand saying magic, magic, magic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I asked her today what I should be for Halloween. I was like, what should I be? And I was like, should I be a cat? And then Tiffany's like, you should be Crookshanks. But I was like. It'd be much easier for me to be a black cat because I own a lot of black clothing. I told her she should be Kirkshanks. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm like, I'm staying at my house for it. Although I am going to do like a wine tasting thing on Halloween. Um, But I don't know. And someone asked about my bike. 400 miles. I've ridden 400 miles. Good for you. What do you want? 500 by the end of the year? Is that what you said? Oh, by the end of the year. I'll I'll get it. So I have to do 50 more. I have to do 50 a week. To get to 500 by the end of October. I've mapped it all out. And then I have to do 250 in November and 250 in December, which is doable. And I'll be at 1,000. And then I will never ride again, which is a lie. <laughs> but, like, because realistically, I don't think I'd... Uh, I think I can see... Um, I think I, I think I'll see a bigger difference um, if I start doing other exercises. But really, you, I'm only working at, like, probably three days a week, realistically, because I'm not going to work out when I 
work because I literally don't have time. Yeah. And that's a workout in and of itself. Um, You're dropping. I don't think I am. But I also know that my like eating's down 100%. Um, and I also have to like honestly talk to a doctor about my thyroid and being like, am I allowed to bike this much? Is that like a thing that I should be doing? But even if you tell me no, I'm going to finish my 1,000 miles mm. by the end of the year. I can see it, but okay. Um, Take pictures. Yeah. yeah, I do like it. I like biking. Lately, I've been also doing like 15 miles. Like I did 15 on Monday. What day is today? Thursday. I did 15 Monday, 20 yesterday, and then another 15 today. Nice. And I've been reading. I was telling them, so I was reading this book. So I started book one of The Quarter of Thorns and Roses. I started book one on Monday. Um, finished it on Tuesday and then Wednesday, well, Tuesday after work, I started reading the second one. And then, um, I literally was reading them while I was biking and it made the time go pretty, pretty quick. And I was listening to Tiffany's playlist on Spotify. Um, just wait till I make a workout one. I got to do that. Like tomorrow. I also might make my own workout one. Cause do I'm also going to make some of my own playlists, like on my own mm-hmm. account. Um, cause I'm sure there's song like stuff that people don't want to listen to. Like I'll have my, yeah. um, Again, you could also follow me, like if you really want to. I mean, get ready for a lot of eighties rock um, and a lot of like. I want to. I want to do like teams. a Broadway one, Ooh, um, I so I can that. really jam out to those songs. But I was, do our own I was reading ones. while I was biking, and then I like looked at my hands, like my hands are filthy. I'm like, I wasn't touching anything, and I realized that my yes, explicit tunes are allowed on the playlist. Yes. Um, but I was like looking at my hands. I was like, oh, the black from the book is now on my fingers. <laughs> I love Eminem. Uh, Sorry, everyone. If you don't. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully you guys are in- enjoying the playlist. Because I know that I put a couple of songs on mine because they made me chuckle. Like, obviously, A Million Reasons is on there. And then <laughs> Bicycle by Queen is on there because mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. And Sarah Smile or something like that by Panic at the Disco. I don't know the quote. And I also might put Hall Notes. I think they're the one that sings the other one. It's like, Sarah, smile. Why don't you smile a while for me? I'll do, um, I'll do a Sinatra list for you guys as well. That's a good one. And let us know, Sinatras. too, if there's any playlists or, like, something. I really want to do one of, like, ones we've mentioned, like, songs we've mentioned on the podcast, but that's a large undertaking since there's near 200 episodes. True. <laughs> True. But. Um, okay. Should we wrap this up? I wanted to do one really quick, one really quick thing. Okay. And ask everybody to send good vibes out into the world for my friends, the Brookharts, who by the time this episode drops, they may be holding their baby boy. Uh, But she's 38 weeks and he flipped for her at 38 weeks, which like he is over eight pounds, apparently. (sighs) That's a big Um, boy. Big baby. Mm-hmm. So I was like nine. I was almost ten pounds coming out. <sighs> I just feel, I feel like bad for them away. because they like <laughs> came to terms with their birth plan and then he flipped on them. So now she's <laughs> like just kind of all over the place now. Yeah. With um, they don't know what their birth plan is yet. So just good vibes to hope everything. I'll goes tell you the smoothly. birth plan. Get the baby out healthy. Same with mama. Yeah, yeah. That's the birth yeah. plan. <laughs> yep. She just doesn't know if they're going to keep their C-section or like mm. what. They're going to wait for her to go into labor. What yeah. are they going to do? Kind of, they have one scheduled, on but yeah. 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 So I do not know. She also said she's like, I 
really want him out but i'm also so grateful for how good i feel with how big he is because like yeah. most people would be feeling miserable right now but yeah. she does not she's, so she looks tiny good. too like she's yeah a, a, well, like marissa, originally like a small person yeah marissa her um yeah. her kid was eight pounds or something i think i remember because she oh. was she didn't show too much she's just tall you know what i mean yeah she's, she's tall, tall. For, i was yeah. belly out and alana was tiny Six Not pounds. no mo. She ain't tiny. She's a big girl. Do you want to tell them what you did with her? You measured her height wise. Yeah. Compared to your height. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> How much taller is she going to be? <laughs> she's not far off of her mother. <laughs> and she's two. No, she, um, what is she like? She's over half my height, isn't she? That's what you told me. Yeah. But also, like, most of us, so, like, in my immediate family... um, You're tall people. Yes. Bridget and my mom are not as tall. But they're still taller than, like, I think they're they're the average. Yeah. I don't know what the average height for a woman is. I am well below. I am above. And I am fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) I actually want to end this for for Jimmy and etymologies. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to say for Ron and Jimmy because that's the title. Oh, all right. Well, for Ron and Jimmy. You okay. can do Ron, Jimmy, and etymediology. Ron, Jimmy, and etymediology. <laughs> etymology. Etymology. Oh, gosh. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs> very much a fantasy book with like uh, magic and fairies and like humans <laughs> put your headphones on Megan so you can hear Megan <laughs> it's like T-Rex arm <laughs> yes you have a big head and little arms <laughs> your hands you look like a dinosaur <laughs> You smell like M&M's. I have it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that was recorded. Because that's going to be great for the outtake. What did she say? So Megan goes, you smell like M&M's. And her mom goes, because I have one in my mouth. <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.